Hello, everyone, and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is Luke, and as always, Ralph. as always, you're right, you're right, as always. This is episode number 116, and today's episode is going to be movies that I chose. So you best best believe they're going to be. Weird oh, there'll movies. be something on it. There'll be weird movies for sure. <laughs> Uh, the first is Rebecca, which comes out of uh, Netflix. It's a Netflix original movie. Rebecca uh, for sure, but don't tell her to. Uh, don't tell her. Don't call her Rebecca though. She hates that. Uh, it's Rebecca by Ben Wheatley, the latest uh, by that director on Netflix. And then we're going to review an indie movie called "She Dies Tomorrow," which I think uh, best left a little less as unsaid as possible until you get the review. And then we're going to end our show with a review of another Netflix original. I'm thinking of ending things, and that's straight from Charlie Kaufman's brain, really, and it feels like it is. Um, so you can find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com, not to mention our host, Podbean. And over there, you can find um, all the previous episodes, bonus episodes, marathons we've done in the past. We're not currently in the middle of one, but we're going to start one. So please stay tuned to the end of the show where we announce those marathons. Um, Let's see. Now we're going to get into what we've been up to lately. Luke, how's your life yes. been? What are you up to? Uh, tracking. Lots and lots of tracking. Like deer? No. Or, or okay. consoles. Consoles. Are you talking about the epic console deliveries? Yes. So it was magnificent? Like wonderful? No, it was rage-inducing. Explain. So last week, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One came out. Yay. Xbox Series X, my bad. And as you know, I had pre-ordered several of them. One for you, one for Ralph, one for me. Mm-hmm. I got some Xboxes for, you know, one was supposed to be for me, one for a boss. And just watching FedEx nonstop and seeing how they fucked up like every single fucking delivery. What do you mean? Like sent it to the wrong address or, or what do you mean? No, they kept delaying it and delaying it and oh. all kinds of bullshit. So... I've never. I hate calling people. I hate calling customer service. I've never called more in my fucking life than I did in those last week. <laughs> I don't think everyone. I, yeah, some people do delight in that, but I, I don't think. I don't think you've ever been a fan of that. No, never. Me hate either. talking to them. Me either. I hate talking to people. Um. But so, alas, uh, talk about the real scare though. There was a. There was like a thing there where like it was looking pretty grim. Yes. Uh, well, your Xbox. I mean, your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. was supposed to be delivered last Friday. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, hey, we can't do it, so we'll do it Saturday. Saturday right. comes. No, we don't deliver this shit on week, uh, weekends, so we'll do it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monday comes, and it's on the truck for delivery. And at night, it's, nope, uh, it'll be delivered on Tuesday. But it's, not, it's no longer scanned anymore or anything like that. So it's like, did they just fucking steal it or something? Right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This should have been like the first thing they delivered. Right, right. And uh, you were telling me some horror stories, real-life horror stories with people yes. we know um, where, you know, same same problem, exactly the same way. We're like, uh-huh. yeah, it's on its way. It gets delayed and whatever, and then one, it suddenly disappears. Yeah. One guy from another podcast just today was supposed to get his Xbox delivered, and he got the email, the, the notification from Amazon. It's 10 stops away from your house. Huh. The, the Amazon call, guy comes, drops off a bunch of packages, and leaves. And he's like, huh, this Xbox isn't in here. 
it's probably maybe there'll be another uh, Amazon truck. You know, there's multiple ones sometimes. Right. Then he gets an email from Amazon. Your Xbox is undeliverable. Undeliverable. It sounds yes, like a, they said like it was, a malady in Harry Potter. Yeah, they said it was either like damaged or stolen. Oh my god. Yeah. So definitely stolen. I mean, yeah. apparently the way they've, they've been shipping Xboxes, they make it like in pretty obvious like boxes from Microsoft. So you, you can pretty much find out like, oh, take a wild guess what's in there. Oh, really? They don't even be discreet. You got to be discreet like vibrators, bro. Right. Or like, yeah, yeah. do it that way. Right. Well, I, mean, I guess what? it's I guess it's being like drop shipped from like Microsoft. So it's going to have like the like, you know, a brown box. But it's, the box will have some type of like thing that mm. will probably say what the item is. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it won't be like a fucking picture of the thing, but you know. Okay, see, yeah, that's what I was imagining. Yeah. No. Um. Okay. Did that? Did that have it in the box you gave to me yesterday? No, I gave you it in the target box it came in. Right. Right. Because you picked it up, right? Yes. You ended up picking it up instead. Where did you end up picking it up? Uh, Walgreens. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hi. That's how they have a shipping thing there. Yeah, they have a oh. FedEx location where you can drop uh, drop off and pick up your. And packages. this way, it, wow. it's 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 has to stay there until someone either gives it to you or there's like a box or whatever. Yeah, because hmm. like I had one. It's safer. Uh, what was it? Oh, what well, the first Xbox that got delivered to me was actually left outside. Yeah. And Ralph, my main man here, clutched for me and came to the house and picked it up and put it in my backyard so yeah, it didn't get I, stolen. Right. I was checking every 30 right. minutes. And then literally, like, and I had just checked. And I was like, but I was going out. So I was like, let me check again. I just, I checked like 10 minutes before. And I had just checked. And I was like, oh, it's there. It was always oh, delivered. I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, let me go. Well, it's two yeah. bucks away, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I'm still waiting for one more Xbox to show up. Oh, really? The, yes, from Amazon. Hmm. The night before they were supposed to ship it out, on Monday, a bunch of people got an email from Amazon saying, <laughs> guess what? You're not going to get it until December 31st, probably. Right. Oh, you mean like the second wave? Yeah, I don't know when the fuck they're going to do it. That's insane. So, I was going to cancel that. That was going to be mine. My Xbox, I was like, fuck it, I'm canceling this shit. I'm just going to... You know, oh, I didn't even know you, you you even cared about Xbox that much. I was gonna go, um, okay. But uh, eventually, I I found an old coworker that wanted some a one for her kids, so I'm just gonna sell it to her at cost. Yeah, no, you. This is like by far your the best ev- thing you do all year. Everyone at work thinks I have a connect, right? <laughs> everyone, oh, it's like God. yo, you got to hook up. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I can sell you one right now. And they're like, oh, for real? How much? I was like, twelve hundred dollars, <laughs> right? And I was just joking with them, and I said that outrageous price, right? Yeah. But I was like, you know, and they start laughing, and I go, and then one of my one of my coworkers was like, "I'm willing to pay extra," and I was like, "She's like, I'm willing to go up to three hundred more," and I'm like, "Listen, it's not for a PS5." I'm like, "It's not that I, I, I it's not that a buddy of mine probably wouldn't do it because you know at least you know you know the person, right?" I go, but and then literally that next day, like he sold his, but I was like, I just. I was like, I don't know, like, but everyone thinks like I got like this hookup. I'm like, nah, bro, I got no hookup. Like, I just just Luke is a very good troll online. He knows that I can. I just, I can. Is that five skills are on point? What can I say? It is. One of the few, I mean, that's gonna be on your tombstone, my friend. Right. <laughs> and be on there. It's gotta be your next um, uh, tattoo, there, buddy. So that's while funny. my hell is over and I got it, it's it's yes. installed. It's sitting right. Yeah, because we were afraid, right? Because a friend of right. mine had his mm-hmm. PS5. His it was a PS5, then an Xbox. His PS5 is canceled. Um, 
where he has same very similar thing. It was saying he got delivered, and then it was like, oh no, it's um, what's it called, lost in transit or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was an Amazon package. It's, we can't find it. And then after talking with Amazon, I was like, how is it that it went from it's there to now it's not? You guys can't find it to now. They're like, oh, we're just going to cancel your order, and we can't send you a new one. So we're just going to refund you your money. And he was like, yo, that's fucked up. Because he's like, I, I, I wanted the PlayStation. He's like, I don't want my refund. I want the actual item. He's like, but at the very least, he should have compensated with some extra, right? Well, yeah, you'd think, especially like such a hot item like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, I didn't mess up anything. You guys messed up. And they can't like fulfill that order because it's a hot item. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to fulfill the order. So he got lucky where he ended up, uh, somebody at work also sold him because he talked about it. He's like, I actually have an extra one if you want if you want to buy it off me. Wow. And so, oh, so okay, wow, that's us. good. Good luck there. Some luck <laughs> yeah, he did. And I okay. literally, like, 10 seconds later, somebody else would have bought it from him had he, like, yeah. not said anything. Had he not complained out loud, right? Right, exactly. Basically. So. One of the few times Amer- that's an American way that can work. If you complain <laughs> yeah. loud enough, you'll get something. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding, of course. Um, that's awesome, though. Uh, but it sucks that while my hell is over, as I was saying, uh, Luke's hell is still not yet done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my horror movie has ended. No, I can't wait to put uh, play some games for sure. Um, but I feel like we just this giant discussion kind of counts for everything. But uh, Roth, do you want to mention anything that you've been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, yeah. Playing the PlayStation, I guess. Um, I, I know that you. I saw you play that uh, game that came with it. That's PlayStation only. Um, but besides that, what else? Uh... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I never played it on PS. Right. Right. Looks fantastic on PS5. It does. It really does. Excuse me. Um, but besides that, really, I haven't. I actually been getting back into like t- old TV shows that I haven't watched in a long time. Golden Girls. Uh, anime. <laughs> no, it's anime. Oh, okay. But like, I just, I don't know. Something sparked into me, and I was like, I should really finish the show. And I'm only like 200 episodes behind, so I was like, yeah, I might as well start now. Oh right. Yeah. Um, things like that. So I was like, let me just get into it now. Let me get through it. And dude, it was rough. It's the roughest things I've watched, and I'm like, I'm talking about like I am minimizing the amount of episodes because you know you got the intros and the outros minus commercials already. So you go from a 23 minute episode to a potentially 18 minute episode, right? Um, and then like I make sure it's like a hard out, boom, intros over. I I I even cut like the flashback from the last week's episode thing. Like no, that doesn't exist. Like let's go. <laughs> like I'm just cutting through the fat. I'm just like I'm like going through episodes. You don't know what's so like, paying you for this work. Like no, work. but Sorry. I'm like you know I'm I'm going through uh what three three episodes an hour, um maybe sometimes three and a half or something you know three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I finally got to a point where I'm actually comfortable watching it and just leaving it to watch and like because it's got good better. So, um, but besides that, just been catching up on mainly that like TV shows. Um, that I haven't seen in forever. Uh, still playing. Um, still streaming from time to time. Uh, I have to find a better schedule. And I want to find a better game that doesn't include my friends to play with. Oh, like a single player? Um, yeah. yeah. Now that I have the PS5, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's basically um, all I have. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, follow me on Twitch.tv. I see trauma. Um, so, yeah. Other than that... Uh, that's Dude, I would put that on the show notes if you want me to. Yeah, but you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I'll give no, you no, if you want me to. I'm not gonna do it for you. That's a yes. He said That's yes. A yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you are gonna do it for me. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't I do it. Do right. Exactly. So. Um. You know what I meant? 
Sad I know bit. what you meant, but I know what you said. Yeah, but you know what I meant. All right. Oh, also, get ready, guys. And I'm going to start with this movie here. Get ready for schlocky holiday movies that I'm about to review a lot. Because I'm going to watch them all. Oh, you mean for because of recent you discoveries? Because of your significant other. Yes. Your significant other. Okay. No, him. Me. I love I love these bad movies, these hor- these holiday movies. I love bad holiday movies. This one that I got in here, totally not me. But the rest of but the rest will be okay. One hundred, probably. I'll tell you what. It's so about. we're judging. We're so going to judge you. I were. I hope so. Yeah, that's what I expect. The least, really, the least we could do, really. Um, and on my end, I got a PS Five. That was wonderful. We talked about that. Um, otherwise. I bought, I uh, pulled the trigger and got myself a new, although I don't have it physically yet, it's on its way, um, a, uh, a, Mac new Mini? Mac, a Mac Mini, right, a computer, right, I guess you could computer. say. Computer. Computer. And I'm staring at a borrowed monitor right now, and I'm waiting for the other parts to come in so I can um, upgrade, finally. Since the last time, last time I upgraded was 2009. That's how old the laptop I'm currently using uh, to record this show. 2009. Yeah. So, it's been that long. It's been through a lot. It's been through a lot. It's definitely it's definitely seen war. It's definitely in PTSD. It definitely has Alzheimer's. So I've gotten really good at fixing it. You are I'm getting you excited. Are. Let me tell you a story. You could open your own like uh, you break I fix store. No problem. Oh my god! Uh, I was what? at the Apple store actually because uh, I had to get my I got my screen replaced because I broke it. But then the screen they were sent me crapped out. <laughs> and I was in there for like three fucking hours because they had to get like special authorization to replace. A, oh my god! But I was like in the middle of the store and like I was like a wingman for the Apple guys. Oh really? Yeah, because like this guy was like, "There's like a teacher next to me trying to get like her fans replaced." I'm like, "Oh, it's easy as shit." And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you can look it up on iFixer.com." I'm like, "That's how I did it." And I'm like, "They got the tools and everything." <laughs> and then like the, another lady's talking about like oh You're like whatever for... it takes for me to get out of here faster right. i got you guys like i'm yeah. bored out of my mind so i'm gonna talk to you you know yeah. talking about like oh yeah speaking they're great cases get one of those lady your problem's not with apple get a new sim card from your uh from at&t they'll fix your problem i, I rarely <laughs> see you though very social i was bored you i'm just saying i wish i was there to see it because it's really rare yeah. Um, Made some good friends with the, uh, you know, my boy Nate who helped me out, Mike and Craig. Okay. Yeah, they all sound like Apple employees too. They do. Bit. They totally. They really do. Uh, all right. So, um, you know, it's it's fun technology. I'm getting more. Yeah, it's so it's gonna be yeah. fun upgrades, fun times. That's really it, though. Um, I figure we did a long thing on the PS5. We're gonna skip my partner. So we're gonna get into now recent discoveries, and uh, Luke has nothing. <laughs> wow, I feel so good. Yeah, Rob, it's, he's doing rough today. He's pulling a rough. That's what we call it in the business. So we're going to go on to rough, and you have something. Uh, yeah, I do have something. Um, the movie's called Love Guaranteed. All right, guys? Netflix original. My wife made me watch it. Likely excuse. Um, so I think what happened was she was like, I want to watch a romantic comedy. Literally the first thing that comes up in comedy. And I was like, it's got a heart done. Click. Right. And then I just clicked it and I threw the remote away. Cause I was like, cause if I have the remote next to me, I'm going to want to stop this movie. And I knew that right away. And I was like, all right, throw it away. 
I'm going to read the quick description, okay, guys? So you guys know where I'm coming from. This is a okay. Hallmark movie on Netflix, basically. Oh. Uh, to save her small law firm, Ernest Lawyer Susan. Ernest, okay? Susan <laughs> takes a high-paying case from Nick, a charming new client who wants to sue a dating website that guarantees love. But as the case heats up, well, look what they're doing. So does Susan and Nick's oh. feelings for each other. All right, guys. I mean, that um, adjective was so appropriate. Ernest. Totally. Right, Ernest, yeah. This has... Uh, David Wayans Jr., uh, Rachel Lee Cook, uh, Heather Graham. Um, I think that's about it you guys probably wouldn't know. Um, so I will stop there. I love Heather Graham. Yeah, funny. Anyways, um, so yeah, she's just like, no lawyer ever acts like this person, obviously. Um, totally task-oriented. And she, the, the guy's the complete opposite. He's like on his thousand date on this love website, right? Um, oh, and that's okay. what he's doing because he hasn't got anything. But he's like the nicest guy, also. And it's so stupid. It's just like everything was like the most predictable ever, like I've ever seen. Um, and it was just like I felt like they took parts of like things I've seen in like other movies or other shows, and they like that was like a How I Met Your Mother episode. Remember that one, with dude? The... Okay, so there's like something in How I Met Your Mother. Like there's the same thing in the How I Met Your Mother. The girl drives a car with a video with a with a with a tape deck, and there's a tape stuck inside of it, like a casingle, and it's the <laughs> yeah. same song over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what it was. It's that. Thank God I forgot what it was because it was annoying. And it wasn't that one. Da, 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 da. Um, but anyways, yeah. So like, same thing. I'm like, dude, this is this is how I met your mother. It's unreal. Um, so yeah, that's like. It just feels like it's like. Just what like a a bad episode of that minus laugh track, um, right? But you know, obviously everything works out. Like everything's gonna happen. Um, they tr- like the use of even though it's like dating website stuff. It's like, the use of like technology is still bad. I'm just like, it's just, guys, figure phones out, guys. It's not that hard. Um, I just it didn't feel like proper or whatever. Um, but besides that, um, I would not recommend this movie to any of you too, at least. Um, probably some girl would love this movie because um, I know my wife liked it. Okay. And uh, so for those purposes, then yeah. Okay. Alrighty then. Can't All right. And that's else. the one you've seen. That's the only one, right? It's the only one I've seen so far. Well. So far. Uh, be glad to say that I saw, I think, movies that you might be interested in watching, Ralph. Um, Bring it. The first, the first of four mind you. The first one is called Peninsula, which is um, the full title of it. I hate when the movies do this, by the way, but this is like the title. Train to Busan presents Peninsula. Oh, yeah. I want to it's a way of movie. saying that it's a sequel or something from that movie. Is that, what it, is that how you do it? That's, what, that's how it's titled on IMDb anyway. Uh, Peninsula takes place four years after the zombie outbreak in the movie Train to Busan. The Korean Peninsula is devastated, and Young Suk, a former soldier who has managed to escape overseas, is given a mission to go back and unexpectedly meets survivors. And uh, yeah, this is that movie. It's uh, seemingly the same writer and director as the original, so that's good. I would say that, um, in a nutshell, Pen- Peninsula is, is more of an action horror movie. Think of Underworld, right? The you know, fight scenes and gun shootouts. This one has that too. Now, mine is the. I mean, there's no choreo- martial arts choreography necessarily, but there's a lot of gunplay in the movie. So expect 
a little more action into this horror movie. It isn't straight up zombies, even though there's a shit ton. Um, I would say that the movie, um, I was a little mixed on it, honestly, um, because it's pretty, I mean, I don't want to say it's as bait. I mean, Between the Sun also follows the same kind of broad strokes appeal to other zombie movies, but that one, I don't know, it had like a quality to it. Maybe the fact that they were stuck in a train, maybe some of the confinement stuff uh, in that movie made it a little more better. But uh, Peninsula is, um, it's a good movie, don't get me wrong, it's a good zombie movie. Um, pretty awesome. I wish it was Corrier, actually. Um, but I don't know, something about like um, the predictability of it, I, I guess, r- roughly, anyway, um, made it kind of seem like just okay. But it had some qualities for sure that I think uh, any zombie horror movie fan would enjoy. So I would recommend it overall. Peninsula, available to rent and or buy. I don't think it's anywhere. It might be in Shutter, but I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure about that. Anyway, uh, the next movie I have here is uh, another kind of, well, not kind of. It is a horror movie, actually. Horror movie called The Rental. Has anyone heard of it by any chance? It's kind of it's a little famous. Uh, no. Negative. Okay. Not famous Two- enough. No, not famous enough, clearly. Two couples on an oceanside getaway grow suspicious that the host of their seemingly perfect rental house may be spying on them. Before long, what should have been a celebratory weekend trip turns into something far more sinister as well-kept secrets are exposed and the four friends come to each other in a whole new light. Oh, wait, this is uh, Alison Brie flick, right? Yes, as star as Dan Stevens, Alison Brie, Sheila Vand, and Jeremy Allen White. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I just saw that she was in it. Yeah, well, that's that's part of why I saw it. And I also love uh, Dan Stevens. He's, I mean, guys, I love Legion, and I love, uh, I like them in Downton Abbey. He's in a lot of things. The guest, he's in really good stuff. So that's why I Beauty and the Beast? Yes, (laughs) that's right. He plays the Beast. I did see that movie almost for him. stupid, bro. But that was (laughs) Um, this is uh, written and directed. I mean, written by four people as well, but written and directed by Dave Franco, who is uh, that you know the actor Dave Franco, oh. brother to the other guy James Franco, right? Yes, yeah. I forget. I can't keep track of all these people. Anyways, directed by him. It's the and same I would, last name. Jesus. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying the first names. I I forget his brother's first name at the moment. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's his first movie, but whatever. And uh, it's his first movie I've seen. And uh, he did, I think he did a good job. You know, as, I mean, directing style otherwise, like it didn't have like, it wasn't fucking Stanley Kubrick's movie or anything, but it was, um, it was told really well. It wasn't like deliberately like trying to fuck you over with the visuals necessarily, like trying to keep too many things hidden for like in a way where it looks like it's trying to like frustrate you. Didn't do that, thank God. But I would say this is kind of like, um, this looks like a movie that's about the secrets that I mentioned in the plot description, like these people that have the secrets between each other, as you may imagine, kind of like, I don't know, like affairs, like the movie Closer or something like that. You think of things like that. You think it's about that. And it is. It definitely is. But it's also about this leering horror movie that's like lurking in the background the whole time until obviously it explodes and comes after them. And it does come after them and it does have payoffs. And I really like the ending as well. Um, especially the post credit. Was it a happy ending? ending? Uh, I mean, no, but uh, it was happy enough for me. Um, I enjoyed it, so that's if that's what you mean by happy ending. Right on. No, I think that'll spoil too much if I say what kind of ending it felt. But I think uh, it had a very appropriate ending, I would say, and uh, I enjoyed the the aspect of it, um, the the details of the villainy that's in the background. I'm trying to be vague here, but anyway, I recommend it. 
um no one's like ex- no 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 one actor is like exemplary much but much better everyone's getting roughly the same amount of screen time one person's kind of a little more than the rest everyone's good uh overall throughout the whole movie so i recommend it i i saw it on a whim and i enjoyed it way more next up here i saw something that everyone's seen i assume maybe not you guys i saw hamilton i saw it Oh, you did see it. You never yeah. did. You mention it in one of yes, the. Yes, I did. Yes, you didn't miss your shot. No, guess not. You know, I just uh, want to be in the room where it happens. That's all I want to do. Uh, this is, I mean, shaving me the fucking thing. Real life of one of <laughs> America's foremost founding fathers and the first Secretary of Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, captured live on Broadway. Uh, yeah, this is the 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 rapping play, the rapping Broadway musical by uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, who wrote it. Almost exclu- it's, it's his entire brainchild, like 95% is his written wise, and then he stars it as Hamilton. And also, it's amazing I was watching this because uh, this is a stage production. I saw a yep. video version of the same thing that some New Yorker rich person saw. Um, because no way I was able to afford it. With this. better angles. Better angles, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not that stationary um, crap he had. Right, right. You can't see the expressions the way we could have, right? Like, look, Bagels? Um, especially with that, the wife Better. of Hamilton, who I think is the secret star of the movie, of the show. Fuck. The story. Play? Um, the play. Yeah, you're right. Play. I'm considering this kind of a movie because it is a movie. It's a, almost like a duck. It's, what, it's, a, it's, a, it's a play. Anyway, play on video. And I really like that. I can see why the hype is there. It's really good rhyme. There's some really good rapping going on in this fucking thing. Really good storytelling. It is pat, though. It isn't, like, trying to be, like, contra- controversial. It isn't trying to be, like... It's just elevating how plays are seen, not necessarily the the nature of history. The history that they're talking about is very pat. It's very much from the history books overall. It's not, like, trying to say, like, you know, Hamilton was secretly this kind of person or he's not trying to constantly put the word slaves in front of your face because a lot of these people had them, you know. So it's not trying to have, like, this whole thing. But the message is, is much more about some, something else, some other things. And it's about, but, but it's definitely very American. And to the style, like, using all these uh, minority actors to play, you know, what were very Puritan white people in the old days. And it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And I was watching this movie. Uh, I was noticing all these other people, even some of the back leads, too. Like, I've, I'm, I've been seeing that guy in movies. I've been seeing that guy in shows. You know, David Diggs, I saw him in that blind spotting movie. And I, I, apparently he came from this play. It made him big. So I'm like, now he's doing things out there. And it's great. And I'm really, I'm really, I really dug it. I can see why everyone's uh, all over this play when it came out. What was it, five years ago? Four years ago? Three? I don't know. Um so yeah, Hamilton. That's on Disney Plus, by the way. So you, anyone can see it right now if you have an account, uh, and you don't have to pay thirty dollars either. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of not paying, yeah, you heard about Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. What's happening with that? Oh yeah, that's badass. Man. December twenty fifth, a theatrical yep. release, and also same day for free ninety nine. As long yep. as you have an HBO Max account, it will be in there as well. HBO so be Max, free for. Baby. So I have an HBO Max. That's awesome. So do I. I have. One of your HBO Maxes, once you get me password. <laughs> and much appreciated, of course. Uh, no, that's that's awesome. I guess we know what we're reviewing for that week. Because um, we have to, right, guys? I'm excited. Right, we have to. I'm excited. I want to yes. see that. One. All right, so I have one more thing. If it's, it's good another... enough, I may even go to the theaters and watch it again, just to support it. Yeah, right. Support, <laughs> support, supporting theaters, really, in that case. Yeah, yeah um, that, I'm not supporting right. the movie. The movie's going to make money regardless. Yeah, actually, it probably won't. It'll probably lose a lot. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, so, one I mean, more thing. HBO okay. probably paid a shit ton of money to have it on this platform, so. I mean, I have no idea. 
I'm not I'm not gonna guess, but maybe you're right. So one last thing. I saw a concert documentary. So the first one was a play documentary, and now it's a concert documentary. Um, this is David Burns American Utopia. Uh, you guys know this uh, concert doc? I don't know if you guys keep up with your concert doc news. Uh, I'm not very good. Concert doc? No. Do you know what a concert doc is? Nope. Really? Like a, a documentary about a, a one particular concert or a band. You never seen these kind of things before? You've seen them. Before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've seen yeah. that one from that one band you like, the metal band. The Beastie Boys? No. But that one too. That no, one counts. Uh, the, the Iron Maiden 666. Yeah, oh, Flight 666. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like that's like, one of them. That's a concert doc. Bless you. I think so. Anyway. Anyway. So. Anyway. Has anyone seen uh, "Stop Making Sense"? No. Really? Uh, Ralph, have you seen it? I don't think so. Well, oh wow. Okay. All right. Well, a lot of people are screaming into their mics. Uh, hopefully. Probably it's, nobody. It is my favorite. It is by far. I mean, it's a, everyone's favorite. Nineteen eighty-four movie. Yes. Uh, the director of Sounds and Lambs, Jonathan Demi, did this concert doc for the band Talking Heads. And the Talking Heads, who I'm a fan of, is uh, is headed or spearheaded or the main guy is David Byrne. So this is David Byrne's American Utopia. This is his next, he's much older, granted, um, his latest concert documentary. And this one is directed by Spike Lee. So I would say out of the two really good Spike Lee movies this year, I think this one tops it, though. Um, not to say that is genuinely his movie. It's just he's showing the play, obviously the angles and stuff like that, all that stuff he directs. But like overall, the play stays as David Byrne's vision. This movie is fantastic, guys. It is amazing the stuff they pull in this fucking concert documentary. By the way, it's on HBO Max, so all of you guys can watch it. It is long, but it goes by so fast. It went by fast for me, granted. That's what she said. Hours. Yep, I know. It's over two hours, but it's not like three hours either. It's like two and change. And um, it is, uh, it's part stand-up, not comedy, but it's part like message or like part like lecture maybe. Not, not lecture sounds, lecture sounds boring. It's not boring, but whatever. But it's music also. And the the effect that they do, the really amazing thing that I just, I'm flabbergasted as to how they did it, is that they make it seem like you're watching television on stage. And I guess that's the best way I can say it and just end it there because I want you guys to experience it or maybe out there somewhere out there can, can see it on their own time. Um, and I found it just super awesome how they did it with drapes and with effects on stage with lighting and, and stuff like that. They managed to pull this effect off from time to time on purpose, obviously, um, to make it seem like you're watching television, like a television screen on stage when it's, you know, it's live. There's a live audience and there are people on the actual stage. It's three dimensions. But uh, it's just really cool how they do it. And it's really great stuff. And obviously, if you like the Talking Heads, you're going to love it because they play uh, the greatest hits, basically. Um, just in, in certain ways, in certain orders with slightly dif- different instruments or rhythms. It's really good. So I recommend it. Concert Doc, David Burns, American Utopia. And that's what we've been watching. Uh, those are our recent discoveries. And we're going to take a break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to review our first movie of the evening, which is going to be Rebecca, the 2020 version, not the 1940-something version. But oh, back shit, I saw the wrong one. Damn. Stay with us. <laughs> oh, the terror sees for guests only. Monsieur, the young lady will be joining me. It's magic. What did you do? I have a lady's companion. Maxim de Winter. His wife died last year in his entire need of company. Oh, Monsieur de Winter. What are you doing? I will see. 
A young newlywed arrives at her husband's imposing family estate on a windswept English coast and finds herself battling the shadow of his first wife, Rebecca, whose legacy lives on in the house long after her death. Right, Rebecca, self-titled there. Uh, this is the latest by Ben Wheatley, which is the reason I wanted to see it. Uh, this is the man who brought us movies such as High Rise, which we reviewed on the show, I believe, with Ralph. Right, Ralph? I think you... I mean, if I'm on the show every week, I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah, right. <laughs> It's, it's safe to say that you were there for that one. Ooh, um, the guy who's making Tomb Raider 2? And Meg uh, 2? I don't know those. But he also did Free Fire, which is an underrated wow, movie I that I really like. I can't remember High Rise, dude. Look up the thing right now. I'm sure 2015? Yeah. I don't think it is. Okay. Anyway, he also did Kill List, which is the first movie I've seen of his. It's, the movie, it's his best movie, in my opinion. And uh, I really liked it. Sightseers wasn't my bag, but I can see why people liked it. Anyway, this is, a, this is the same guy. So that's why I wanted to see it. Uh, I did not think, I did not know that this was a remake of the Alfred Hitchcock classic, Rebecca, same title. Um, had I known that, I might, I might have still picked it, but I definitely would have... Um, Spend some time to rewatch the original to do a better comparison for you guys because I know you guys haven't seen it. We talked a little off air already, and I know that you guys haven't seen it yet. So, um, so we're not gonna have like a super in depth comparison. I have some for sure from my memory, but it has been a while. So, this movie stars uh, Lily James, Army Hammer, Kristen Scott Thomas, Keely Hawes, and Dowd, and uh, you know, a bunch of people after that. But those are the main the main stars there. Um, the screenplay is by Jane Goldman, Joe Shrapnel, Anna Waterhouse, and based on the book, the original book, by Daphne du Maurier. All right. Luke, yes. I'll start with you this time. What is your right. impression of this movie? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I did feel in the beginning, um, after we, you know, after they get to, like, the estate, and, like, weird stuff starts kind of happening... Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a more mystery type of thing or more horror, because I wasn't sure. Right, yeah. I had no clue what this was going to be about, but I figured it was going to be something horror-based, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, did you... Uh, I have a question, I guess, without spoiling. Yes. Did you like the first half or the second half better? See, the first half was cool because it was a lot of building and a lot of, like, guesswork as to, you know, Rebecca and this, you know, entity that she is. But I felt the second half of the movie kind of rushed by real fast. Hmm. In a, in a in a in a negative way. Yeah, I mean, it was like a lot of buildup, and then it's like the last thirty minutes, maybe it's like poof, and we're done. Hmm. All right, all right, Raf, what did you think of this movie? Uh, okay. So, what did I think? I basically kind of mirroring here on Luke's end. Um, 
the pacing did feel a lot slower in the beginning of the movie, especially until they get to the manor. Um, mm-hmm. And then I felt like there was this point in the movie where, where, where I thought we were going to get something more supernatural or more, I guess, more uh, either more supernatural or more horror, just like how Luke was saying. Um, and I didn't get that. And I thought, but maybe because I've been like literally catered to in movies like this for or shows and stuff, this is what happens, right? Um, especially with like the circumstances that have happened around the area. But like, I never felt there was a mystery of what happened. You know what I'm saying? Of like, mm-hmm. I, I never felt that at all in this movie until we're like later on in the third half of the movie. And I was like, or the third part of the movie. And I'm like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, why are we? Like, how do we get here all of a sudden? You know, like, it just happened, and then it kind of like zooms by until like you're basically at the end. Um, uh, at least pacing wise, it felt like that, and I was just like, I I felt like um, it just didn't do a good enough job there. Um, and then the character also like of uh, what's it called? Uh, what's her name? The actress, the main actress. Um, or Lily well, James. that's the actress's name, but. Her name in the movie is uh, Mrs. De Winter. Well, Mrs. Oh, no, De Winter. Not, that's not it's a fucking. Not... Give me her first name, Lily. Call her Lily. Yeah, I felt like she was. Um, uh, I felt like she was almost like a back. Um, I don't know. Like we didn't. I got a lot, but not enough from her either. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't. I felt like the movie didn't do enough justice for her. Um, even though like her character did get developed, I just felt like it just didn't get developed. Like appropriately, I guess, um, for at least for what I expected to get appropriate, or at least what I would have felt more better comfortable with. Um, but yeah, so I feel like the movie was just overall didn't didn't do as good. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a horrible movie. There's nothing like I'm not knocking the movie for everything. I, I like the first half of the movie more than I like the second half. Um, I like what happens in the second half, but I still like the first half of the movie better. Um, I guess just because they they take their time doing stuff and. There's still that mystery in comparison, and I just didn't like what the mystery was overall. Um, I felt it was like lackluster, and I just didn't execute it properly. All right. Uh, well, for for me, um, having seen the original, uh, and you know, I, again, I didn't know going in, so as as I was watching it, it was starting to look familiar. Like this plot sounds really familiar <laughs> of this movie, and then halfway through, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is a remake," and it took me that long. Um, I guess uh, for me, like, uh, I definitely have things to say positively about the movie. I think there are overall more positive things about the movie than there are negative. But uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with like a mixed review on this one and say that I was just like not fully into it, but not fully out of it either. So um, for me, the middle is working the best. I really did not, I don't think I appreciated, I mean, don't get me wrong, I had, I enjoyed the, the, before the manor. Right time, where they the meet cute they have the the you know the hail mary to get married right to to go to the manor all that stuff that leads to the manor is it's fine in a different movie I just don't think we needed all that especially not that long so I guess I didn't really appreciate that and I'm agreeing with you guys about the the rush or at least Luke's part about the, the how Russia felt at the end um, also did not like that I, they it felt um, it felt stapled on. Like on top of this other movie, you know, for like the we're running out of budget. Finish it, right? Well, yeah, maybe or like, <laughs> yeah, or or they just added more than they should have. 
Yeah, and, and I feel I like think, the beginning they yeah. didn't do a good enough job of like getting making us care more about the main character. Yeah, right. Uh, and but they, I, had my, the time. they had the time. Unfortunately, like um, my problem isn't with the with Lily James, who is uh, the lead. Um, I have a problem with the way the movie treats her. But my main problem with like as far as like character development or understanding goes, it's the husband because I think um, he's the crux as to why she's there. Is she not in love with him? Do you fucking know him or not? Uh, do you not understand it? Is it more? You know, start asking these other questions like, did she agree to this marriage because of her financial predicament or class predicament? It's not even financial. It's more like she's in the under, she's in the lower class. Um, is it about that? But the movie doesn't seem to be about that at all, or she isn't. And so I'm like, okay, so I guess it's not about that. Then why doesn't she, you know, I don't know, know how to ask him something or know how to do this or, or, or understand something better. So it throws me off. It's a, it's definitely a wrench in there. Um, so that's, that's one of my general feelings on it. But as far as, uh, the, the, um, the acting goes, it's very good. Um, Army Hammer is, uh, continuously, uh, very good at playing rich, snobby, sometimes <laughs> asshole and hateful people. He does that really well. He's also plays a good, charming person as well. He's also, obviously can be very charming when he wants to be. And he's all that. But like, I feel like a lot of actors can do that, but he's also known to be, also an asshole, and he's really good at that. And that's to say that he is another asshole throughout this whole movie. He's not meant to be hateful or hated, but uh, there are things about him to be definitely questioned or hateful about. So, and he pulls it off really well. And Lily James, you know, as she plays the the doe eyes as well as you can in this situation, I wouldn't know where to begin. But I also am safe to safe to say that had I been in her situation, uh, I would definitely would have acted very differently. <laughs> almost at every single turn. But then again, you know, no rich person oh. is marrying me. So, uh, so it's hard, you know, it's hard to really like defend her, uh, in my opinion. Um, but man, Kristen Scott Thomas, who plays like a minor, uh, a supporting role in this movie, does a lot of the heavy lift. She makes the movie really, uh, a spark, in my opinion. Um, you know, and, and the true thing about this movie, and this is the same with the original, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. And we both know, I mean, we all, all three of us know, uh, Hitchcock, you know, for all his horror stuff and suspense and murder mysteries and stuff like that, he never, never does Supernatural. Um, he has never done it. He's been close. He even teases it, like, on purpose to fuck with you, but he won't actually do it. He'll do Serial Killer. That's as far as he'll go, you know? Um and and I think uh, the original Rebecca, I remember f- from what little I remember from the movie, is that it's the closest to it. It's the closest to a ghost story he gets. And ultimately, what this movie and the original does, it shows you that's how horror movies are supposed to be. Or like, that's what true horror movies c- comes from. They come from something like this. Like, in a horror movie where there are ghosts, Rebecca's ghost will be in the hallways, taunting, frightening. Uh, affecting the characters. Like, literally, you see ghostly apparitions, right? In this movie and the original, it doesn't because it's the same effect. The memory of her presence there does the same effect as if she were an actual ghost. And that's how horror movies were, like, invented to create that drama and make it, like, explosive, right? And make it, therefore, kind of frightening. Um, Just take that, just take those elements out, and this is the same movie, Right. So that's one thing I liked, I really liked about the original. And I can't really say that about this movie because this is a remake. 
So it's just doing the same thing, but it still does it really well. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about before we get into uh, more of the spoiler stuff? Did she not have a name? She did. She did. I just can't. What was it? Because even um, on, hold on, I'm looking at Wikipedia, this says Mr. Winter, which is weird. <laughs> and so on, does IMDb, Mr. Winter. He's on the hunt. So did she uh, not have a name before she got married? No, I like, mean, was it never did. said? Was it never said? I mean, I can't. I don't remember that well. I'm sorry, I do not remember. Are you sure it's not in one of the plot synopsis? I could have sworn she said it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> this bothers me. Oh wow! Really? Even in the description, a newly married young woman yeah. arrives at right. She doesn't even say her name. Uh, I don't know. You might be uh, right. Maybe it's like a clever ruse like that. We never actually got her first name in the one right. list. It could be that. You might be right. Wow, the original came out in 1940. Damn. Um, I'm sorry. Look, I don't know. But my but us it, searching on, on while we record is not very appealing. No, it's <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, just, that was just bothered me. Because like, every time they called her like, oh, Mr. Winter, and I'm like, mm. it, feel, it felt so wrong. Like, that's not really who she is. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I agree. Uh, so, um, anything else you guys want to talk about before, but other than the name, that uh, before we get into some spoiler stuff? What do you think of that house, huh? Some fucking money right there. <laughs> so that house is... Uh, Manderley. Manderley. It's, it's you know, that name is very befitting of that house, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That name befits that house for sure. Uh, I was watching. Uh, uh, I just saw the. Um, I just saw the first episode of uh, Lovecraft Country, and there's this huge mansion that they are in, right? And uh, it has uh, it has very similar tones because um, both are grand, expensive, kind of you know maybe old fashioned, but I don't know enough about architecture to really say old fashioned looking homes, right? Um, but they also have this like eerie sense of something. Something spooky or something bad or mm-hmm. something whatever evil maybe in it, and uh, in Lovecraft Country is definitely more on the supernatural evil. In this movie, it's obviously Rebecca's ghost or uh, Rebecca's memories or whatever. Yeah, it does. It's a good. It's very good. I really like the house. The house is almost a character, almost not really, um, but yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, Raf, anything else you want to add before we get into spoilers? No, nah, I think we gotta kind of get into it. Okay, that's great. Let's get into spoilers for Rebecca starting right now. We did a lot of entertaining when the late Mrs. De Winter was alive. You can talk to me about her. I have no secrets from you. All marriages have their secrets. Has Max ever talked to you about the accident? I don't know what you're talking about. How am I supposed to know anything if you don't tell me? She's still here. Can you feel her? She was the love of his life. I wonder what she's thinking about you. Taking her husband, using her name. He doesn't love you. I said I want the truth. You didn't know her. Nobody did. Ghosts. 
right, motherfucking so main... birds. Birds. What's with the birds? Yeah, I don't really know. I'm sure there's some meaning and lore, but I did not look it up, and nor did I pay too much attention to them. Yeah, unless, unless you have an opinion, Luke, by all means. There was it. like these two, like the the scenes with like the birds and doing all those like crazy like things. I'm like, something's going on with those birds. What's going on? It's Fucking Rebecca in, inhabiting the birds. Right. Clearly, I thought more like uh, every time she had a happy moment at uh, the Manjali, it rained. <laughs> you didn't notice that? <laughs> what? You know, now rained? that I think about it, you're right. Every it, time she had right. a hap- she had a happy time at, at Manjali at, at that at that manner, it uh-huh. rained. It huh. would rain. Hmm. Now that is like that is kind of a supernatural effect, right? So I felt like literally this movie is just like I'm about to get like a ghost story. I'm about to get like a haunted thing going on, right? Or like, and it, uh, never, does. And it no. never does. And like, I feel like it's missing something because, like, the mystery, the the all that other stuff is just not good enough. It's not there. You're not selling it. Well Here's enough. the thing: is that the 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 nature of the story doesn't need a ghost, but it does need something. And I think what it needs is clarification. <laughs> I don't think we got enough clerical protagonists. <laughs> right, I do agree with you. We didn't get we enough didn't, of the protagonists. We didn't get enough. I don't. I don't. I didn't. And also, it was hard for me to buy their love. Yeah, me too. it was hard because, like, if he love. loved yeah, her, yeah, yeah. why is he such a shit when <laughs> he gets to the house? Yeah, I mean, do they not know communication? This is not like a modern age thinking of like communicate with your partner in order to have achieved the best partnership. Obviously, this has been going on for a long time. People have known this for a long time not new to say in 19 whatever they're in that they can do that and it's um it was kind of frustrating those scenes you know and obviously her mismanagement of her actions like the like she let herself get swept away by the grandiose nature of not only the house manderley and the estate and her her newfound class upgrade but also rebecca and what Rebecca expected, right? Right. What Rebecca, right. All these things. Like, she let herself get into these positions where, like, she will break that figurine and then hide it. And it almost get a maid fired. Like, just, I don't understand. No, but the, the Mrs. Danvers character was, yeah. was really good. I think it yeah. was really played. In both movies, the Miss Danvers are always played really well. Yeah, so, like, the, I just felt like that role by uh, Chris Scott Thomas, she did mm-hmm. a really good job in, like, selling, like, um, like, Basically, making her feel empowered, but at the same time, like, well, you're the lady of the house; you should make these decisions. But at the same time, like, um, you know nothing, and we all know that you know nothing, sweetie. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like thing, and like did a fantastic job of that aspect. Yeah, I feel like the movie almost wanted to be like a an analogy or some, or a metaphor for like because she's lowborn. You know, she would never understand. Right, that's what I thought. Not that she can't compete with Rebecca, but she would just never understand, period. Not even to a Rebecca, much less to anyone else. So, like, and but it doesn't go there either. Um, It just kind of, like, maybe hints at it, and that's it. And I was trying to think, like, why show that whole 20 minutes of them mute-cuting, if not for some reason? Because (sighs) if I remember correctly, in the original, it just starts... You know, it just goes there. Also, the original is much darker. They do not have a happy ending. I'm pretty sure she jumps out the window. Either way, oh, it wow. leaves very dark. It's not for Hitchcock. It's fucking dark. Nice. Yes. Hitchcock oh. totally watch Yeah, it. it's dark. He doesn't let his characters go without a fuck. Like, he doesn't let them go without fucking penalty. Okay, like, maybe not really... today. Maybe not tomorrow. <laughs> That's not his movie. But I yeah. know. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, what was up with the fucking uh, the sleepwalking? And Danvers being like right there, like don't wake him; it's dangerous. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, what's going right. on? Yes. The idea there is that he might have killed Rebecca in his sleep, and he doesn't know it. Yes. Or Rebecca right. woke, tried to wake him up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there's no, like that was a lot also of, left there's there. a lot of those little moments in the movie where like, oh shit, let's get it. Let's see what we're gonna right. get. Nothing. Yeah, no, you know I'm what? Like... You know what this movie reminds me of? It, it reminds me of something also from this year. The uh, the haunting of Bly Manor. I reminded it? me a lot of that. Yeah, 100%. I have seen it. A lot of people go into that show. It's a show on Netflix. Uh, a lot of people go into that show thinking it's the haunting of Hill House, right? Like this actual villain thing going on, evil, yeah. and they have to eradicate it. It's like all these years spanning. These children are traumatized. Like that's a that's a great story for that kind of story. But it's right. not that kind of story. This is a love story. Blind Manor is a love story with ghosts in it. It's not a ghost story with some love in it. And that's where a lot of people were disappointed by it. And me, I, myself included, I expected that too. But once I found out it wasn't about that, I was enjoying it for different things. But that's what this movie is. This is the Blind Manor version of that, of the original Rebecca. Hmm. And it's, it's actually a little worse because... I don't think they deserve that ending. We also don't deserve an extra half hour to this movie. Um, with the court thing and the fucking... I but that was... And the thing is, that was so rushed. That was rushed also. Yeah, on top of the fact that it wasn't... It was done, that it wasn't even done really well. Like, doesn't make it seem... It doesn't feel very well. That's why I'm mixed on this movie. That's why I like the middle more. When she was, like, trying to understand things and, like, trying to understand Danvers. And Danvers, like, clearly gonna fucking, you know, do something. She's gonna do something, and obviously it all crescendos into that dress. And she's such an idiot. Like, what the? F- like, you don't have to be lowborn to understand not to fucking wear her dress. You know, like the fact that your husband doesn't even want to mention her right. should tell you enough. No, right. she didn't wear her dress. Was not her dress? No, Rebecca oh, dressed like the painting or something. Yeah, yeah, she dressed like the painting, but right. that Rebecca had done the same thing already. Yeah, so hmm. either that's way. what it was. Either way, still, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it's a great, it's a great moment, like outside the movie, but like, it, it just is hard to believe it. I don't know. Somehow, in the nineteen forty version, I totally bought it, and that could just be Alfred Hitchcock's direction. I have no idea, or the story was told differently, or much more. Whatever, it was streamlined a lot better. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just it's just hard. But I'm, uh, you know, trying to take away the original. This movie still did not do a good job of keeping me in its in its court. Uh, with the whole court thing, I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't do anything for me. It became this thing about defending him. Like I don't care. I just didn't care. I wanted to. I want these characters to overcome what Rebecca was, not to like get you know, not get arrested for her death. Like that doesn't. That's not the overcoming I was talking about. I was talking about their their mental state. I wanted to care. I want these characters to grow. Especially the husband to grow out of this fucking thing and maybe get the house back in order, so to speak. Or yeah. like maybe, God forbid, get Dandrus to change her mind. She will never will, granted, but get her to change her mind. That way, Lily James, the newcomer, this newcomer marriage person, like she comes in and like is able to, you know, held, hold her own finally and esteem herself into this place. But no, none of that happens. Instead, it makes it about this court, this court thing and like not getting, you know, arrested for that. I'm like, I don't care about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I'm mixed on the movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I'm mixed too. I've like I said, like I like it until I I don't know. I guess until the part where 
right before she gets uh, told to change, like right when she dresses yeah. up for the masquerade, and then mm-hmm. like right so that like all that's cool because you know like you even see turning point where like okay she's gonna take over the house now that she's working with her oh, and right. maybe there's still a supernatural aspect to or something or I don't know yet what's gonna happen right. obviously there's still an issue so like it's still left in the open right and then it pushes it you're like oh okay so this girl's just the B the the main villain in this movie all right cool no problem so then I was like we're gonna focus on that that's not a problem either but at the same time. Yes, it is because you can just fire her, like literally, like that's easy solution, right? Um, so, and then it just like the way it goes after that, I was like, oh, okay, I just lost interest. I, I mean, I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't enough for me to to like continue to grasp like my full attention. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add, Luke? <laughs> are you on lockstep with it, or are you? Do you feel more positive on the movie than us? Probably you do, right? But before Luke, I, I just, while Luke thinks, I do agree with Oscar and the acting. Acting was good. Sorry, continue. No, I'm still in the middle. <laughs> I thought it was good, except you know, three out of five. You know, that kind of okay. thing. Okay, yeah. So nothing else said. Um, trying to think of anything. I, don't know, I just felt there's like. They had a lot of these like little throwaway characters, like the the weird guy in like that cabin with uh, from the boat, and they had that. Uh, oh yeah, her maid yeah. was also kind of like a throwaway. They kind of you yeah. know didn't know she was doing her wrong, some stuff like that. Yeah, I I believe that they kept that from the original. I don't know if it's from the book or the movie, but I remember seeing that kind of character in the movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I forgot all about him. <laughs> yeah. I remember them being important. I mean, they are, I guess, a little bit, but not a lot. Anyway. All right. I think that's it for uh, Rebecca. It's on Netflix. You can stream it there. Watch it anytime if you are interested. We're going to take a little break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to review a really unique movie called She Dies Tomorrow. Who dies tomorrow? We're going to find out. But she does die tomorrow. Stay with us. That doesn't help me. That kind of spoils it. I mean. Hi. How's the new house? Good. Can you come over? Uh, I can't. Are you okay? I am going to die tomorrow. Amy! What is going on? There is no tomorrow for me. All right, listen, Amy, I'm really freaking out right now. I feel like you put this idea of dying in my head. Can, can you just call me back? You expecting someone? Hi, Jane. You okay? I just have this feeling I'm going to die tomorrow. But how do you know? I just know. Okay, so you don't know. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I just thought for a second when the lights went out that that was it. She could be right. Amy is ravaged by the notion that she is going to die tomorrow, which sends her down a dizzying emotional spiral. When her skeptical friend Jane discovers Amy's feeling of imminent death, to be contagious, they both begin bizarre journeys through what might be the last day of their lives. 
this is, as I said, she dies tomorrow. Uh, written and directed by Amy Simons, who is a writer, director, producer, actor. She's an actress. She probably you might have seen her in things. She I was have in up, Upstream Color, for example. Mm-hmm. You might. That's that's where I, I first saw her. And uh, and Pet Cemetery, the the bad remake. She plays, I believe, the wife mother in that movie. Um, but uh, I, I really picked this movie. Uh, because, well, one, I, you know, I missed it earlier in the year. I didn't know it existed. It's kind of a low-key rental independent movie. So, But I blind bought it because I love the director. I love her style. Um, mm-hmm. She did a movie in uh, 2012 called Sun Don't Shine, which I saw, like, randomly in an art house theater, and I just totally dug it. Just totally dug it. And it stars also the same, that movie stars the same one that stars in this one, uh, Caitlin Shell or Sheel. Uh, it also has Jane Adams, Kentucky Oddly, Katie Azelton, which is interesting. Chris Messina. Here's where some bigger actors are in. Jennifer Kim, Josh Lucas, Tundi uh, Bikimbe. Sorry. Adam Wingard, the writer, director, the director of The Guest, is in this movie for a bit. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez is in this for a little bit. Yeah. Olivia Taylor Dudley. Well, you know, a bunch of weird, like, big stars surrounded by these uh Independent stars, so to speak, at least of mine, especially the first two, Caitlin Shell and Jane Adams, who I know from tons of things. I'm sure you guys recognize. Did you recognize the main actress in this movie? Uh, they're, they're in things. No, actually, I don't think I recognize anybody except from Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, really? <laughs> Josh Lucas? Really? Nothing with Josh Lucas, huh? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, oh, okay. I'm not that good at spotting people, so. Okay. Well, Caitlin Shell, uh, I mean, She's a very, just a very polarizing actress. She was in uh, VHS stuff, one of the segments in that, the show uh, Easy, which, uh, whatever, um, which I thought was fine. Um, but she was in this one movie uh, that I really liked. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm actually trying to look it up while I talk about it, but it's kind of hard. Anyway, it's called, like, I think it's called Kate Plays Something. And Kate Plays not Rebecca, uh, Christine. Kate plays Christine. That's the movie. It's like a half documentary movie about her uh, uh, rehearsing for the role of uh, Christine, the the um, the one that the movie Christine is based on. But she doesn't play that actor. She's like she was going to do another project where she plays a scene character based on the real person. And the documentary is about her uh, getting into the headspace of that person and that person being someone really depressed a news anchor very depressed news anchor in some small town who kills herself on live t- tv and uh really good performance i'm just gonna say she's really good actress so anyway she dies tomorrow it's uh it's funny how imdb <laughs> categorizes this movie as comedy on top of drama horror and mystery huh. and i never there was no comedy no was no comedy <laughs> Yeah, is this Wait, another you guys look case? Dark of humor, Jesus. No, I guess not. <laughs> kidding, kidding. No, I didn't see comedy. In it. So, with all that preamble aside, uh, I just want to mention that little thing on IMDb because I did not see it. It's like bad hair all over again. Like I didn't see any comedy, but I liked it. Um, we're gonna start this time with Roth. Uh, and what did you think of She Dies Tomorrow? Um, I thought it was kind of weird, especially like I guess <laughs> starting off. Just I mean, right. off the bat, it's just like random randomness fighting like, i got not know what's going on um and then just like this like weird light thing going on and like how it like kind of like infects anybody who um i guess got infected like really random really weird um <laughs> yeah 
And uh, after that, I just like I guess I was trying to grasp like what why are they acting that way? But then it's like when they're coming to the realization that they're gonna die that the the, the premise is like the person's gonna die tomorrow. Like that's just they just know it. There's no reason behind it. I'm not ruining anything in the movie because it's literally the beginning. Just, she's saying the whole time, "I'm gonna die tomorrow." Okay, cool. Um, so like I guess they come to the realization that they're gonna die tomorrow. So like you know, existential death, all that, all the feelings kick in. And stuff like that. So I thought it was like actually a cool premise um, to see it. Also, like I almost feel like it would have been cool if it had like a little bit of a bigger budget to could do a little bit more. But um, hmm. I uh, I also like it's like since it's so localized, it can focus on just certain characters. Also, um, I like the premise overall. Um, I thought some of the stuff was just like I think they took a long time on some stuff. Um, that I just felt like wasn't maybe as needed, or I felt like I wanted to see more of somebody else's story, I guess. Um, but overall, like, I guess the main character here, right, which is technically uh, Amy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she she has, like, the thing that she wants to do, which I don't, I don't know if it's spoiler, like, what she wants to do, like, it's like in the beginning of the movie with her, with, like, to give back to the, as from her body or something. Um, like, the randomest shit I've heard. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I guess I come out with this movie, like, I, I don't lean towards, like, liking it, liking it, but it's not bad, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, like, weird to like this kind of movie, you know what I'm saying? For sure. But it was for sure a trip, I'll tell you that right now. I wish I was on shrooms doing, uh, watching this movie. Oh, me too. I wish I had even just, just weed, something, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. Wow. Uh, I'll take I'll take drunk even, but I wasn't anywhere near drunk. <laughs> I know I wasn't neither of those. So yeah, the thing with uh, Amy Simon's movies is that, um, especially with like the the last one I mentioned, uh, Sun Don't Shine, uh, which I really enjoyed. I haven't seen it since that time, by the way. I saw it that one time and it had an impact. It's like um, it's like her version of Natural Born Killers, toxic relationship, you know, kind of murdery. Um, yeah, the thing with her movies, I never really understand them, but that isn't like. It isn't like a, a it isn't like a, a negative. I mean, it could be a negative for someone, but like you know, most movies we try to understand them or at least have a a more concrete point of view. Even this one is even more so. It's less. It's less I'm less able to understand uh, parts of this movie, and I may not be able to ever understand them. Um, I might have to look up for video essays on other people who understand them better, and maybe I can achieve something with more clarity. But yeah. Uh, my take in this movie is that I really liked it, um, really enjoyed it. I thought that for an 80, I don't know, 87-minute movie, very short movie, it does feel long. It also feels very quick at the same time for me, that's how I felt. And um, I called this movie, uh, I think I told it to Roth, uh, I called this movie the best COVID movie that isn't about COVID um, because <laughs> of the, the nature of what's going on in this immediate area the small town or whatever and the horrors and depression really this movie i think is about like depression like she the movie opens with her 10 minutes with just her i don't think she even says anything um in a house playing the same mozart song or or orchestral piece over and over and over again while she does these things and she's going through uh you find out later that she's going she's relapsing She's in AA and is drinking the whole opening there and drinks basically throughout the movie, uh, give or take. 
and um, she is um, like giving up. You know, like all the hard work, everything she's done. She's got this house that she's alone in. You know, it's like all these things that were very depression heavy. And somehow, either the power taps into her, or she taps into some something out there that lets her that lets her uh, depression become like contagious, or not even depression, but the the idea, right, that you're gonna die tomorrow becomes contagious. And then the movie really. I don't want to say takes like a life on its own. It's not like, oh, now the movie begins. It almost, it's almost doing those things, but it really retreats back over and over again to show you different things instead while showing you at the same time the contagion spreading. It's a very, very weird movie. I completely understand it. This is so not a regular type movie. Uh, again, I still really enjoyed, like, really, really enjoyed it despite the fact that I don't know what the fuck is going on sometimes. Uh, Luke, what did you think of uh, this movie? What the fuck did you make me watch? Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a feeling you were not <laughs> yeah. gonna like it. Okay, now uh, uh, super weird, and like honestly, I think the biggest thing on me is just the movie. Kind of like you, I needed to put in like a hundred twenty percent attention into this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that was hard, man. I tried, but you I kept tried. getting I kept getting lost, and then I I think I got it figured out, but I still don't understand it that well. Okay, it, it's yeah. just I it's one of those things. Watch I it twice, I think. It, I was about to say it's one of those things you have to watch twice. I think to really understand it, and probably like within like a twenty four hour period, just rewatch it. Yeah, right. I'm sure I missed a ton of small things. Probably. Oh yeah, me too. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I only saw it once. Also, guys, I didn't like. Um, I guess I should have done my diligence and try to watch it again or at least maybe gone outside the um our podcast to listen to other people more see what they say because i usually try not to do that for shows that we're going to review because i don't want their influences accidentally on mine um, yeah that's the hard part about that yeah but uh i do have a couple shows queued up ready to go as soon as we're done with this review actually so i can't wait to hear what uh, <laughs> these people have to say about it what do the pros have to say about this shit well they're definitely more pros than i am or than we are but uh you know, just different perspectives, I guess. See what people say. Um, what I really can't wait to is to read reviews on this because uh, I fear on paper or on article format, I think uh, you can probably extrapolate a lot better things. So anyway, um, movie super weird. Definitely not for everyone. Um, hard to recommend. Uh, I, I feel like if if yeah, you meet a person that. It's just so sick of everything being the same. Like, you know, like, dude, I've seen every kind of horror movie. I've seen them all. Or I've seen this kind of thing. I'm like, well, you know, then this one will be a good recommendation at that point. Even if it's not their tea, which probably won't be. But, like, it's still different. It still achieves that difference. And that's what Amy Simons has. You know, she that's what she brings. And um, I really would love to pick her brain on this movie and her mind in general about cinema. But uh, I feel like she is doing something great here. I just wish I knew everything about it. Um, or was able to tune in to it. I may watch it again before the end of the year. Maybe it'll make my top 10. I have no idea yet. This year is very weird for top 10 movies. I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) It's going to be be the least popular movies, probably, (laughs) out of any top 10. Um, But uh, with that in mind, let's get into spoilers so we can just, you know, freely talk about the weird shit in this movie. So let's do spoilers for She Dies Tomorrow, starting right. right now. Do I have to wear the helmet? Uh, yeah, definitely very important to wear the helmet. Um, you know, these things look like big toys, but uh, at the end of the day, if you hit anything too fast and too straight on, this thing can flip right. Back. 
over. Well, I'm gonna die anyway. I mean... <laughs> not here. I mean, not, not on my watch. <laughs> right. But I'm definitely gonna die tomorrow. I think uh, I think a huge part of is it safe to say that they die? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I it's so. like there will be blood. Well, there was blood. I think I, I think a lot of the scenes taken out of context are very surreal and creepy, and I do they achieve this horror effect for me. Like when her friend Jane, who is played by Jane Anderson, she just kept the same name. Um, she's that artist friend, right? The 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 sponsor, right? The AA sponsor. Yeah, um, and they don't say that, but I think that's what she is. Um, she goes to that. She goes to that her brother's house where they're having this birthday dinner adult thing going on with wine and and talking stories, right? Um, An adult so, party. It's so weird. She comes in with pajamas. The the camera just fucking stares at her while every while this woman's having a discussion, I, and it's a very awkward. Dude, I felt awkward just watching her, so that was like a fucking yeah. success. Yeah, no, it's a success. It's very awkward, but at the same time, no, you know what is going on with her. You know, well, not exactly what's going on with her, but you know that it's something like it adds this creepy, haunting flavor to that awkward scene. It's just not. It's, it isn't just that it's awkward. It's that you know that she's in a room full of people she's going to infect. Because you know, as soon as she says, like, when someone yeah. asks, what's wrong? I'm going to die tomorrow. That's her words. That's it. It's done. You're yeah. infected. Yeah, you, you knew yeah. that also. So you just wait for that moment, and the scene drags. But it doesn't drag either because it's just doing it to keep, raise attention, I think, to raise attention. And it just works for me, man. That kind of scene kind of really works for me. Um, I mean, uh, at that party, that was like kind of like the like the breakaway scene where, like, when everyone kind of got infected, I was like, oh, this is getting good. Yeah, like that's probably like the best part. I was like, okay, like th- this shit's potent because like everybody got it. Well, what's cool is, I mean, uh, what's it called? Uh, I I did like just how like everyone's reaction is so different. Yeah, um, that's what's so cool about the movie. Um, I, I really like that. I felt like super unique. Not everybody went frantic, you know. And like, what's cool is that since they since the movie's also very small, like that's why you can focus on the characters. Um. And uh, like the father, for example, or the husband, right? He acts completely different from the person with the, the wife, the mother. She's, you know, like completely freaks out. And he's just, I guess, more calmer, kind of like, fuck. <laughs> um, and then uh, you that couple who oh just God, immediately the truth comes my out. Favorite. That is a, it's my favorite, too, because I'm just like, damn, that was fucking cold. But at the same time, who gives a fuck? You're going to die tomorrow. Right, you're going to die tomorrow. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> who gives a fuck? And that's what it is. It's, board, one of, it's one of those, right? right, exactly. It's one of those, like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. Uh, you should, like, it's such trivial things. Um, yeah, I did like that a lot. And then also, I was going to say, so, like, are are we blaming the pizza delivery guy or are we blaming the mushrooms? What are uh, we I, well, I think it started with the pizza delivery guy, right? Well, that's what that's in a, right. That's that could be it. I wasn't asked that. Um, yeah, I don't know because it, it could be just the it could be the guy. It seems like to start with the guy, but it started with the guy from Amy's perspective. 
but yeah. it could have been the pizza guy. But why would the pizza guy? I mean, if he thinks he's gonna die, he wouldn't go to work probably. Well, the thing is, uh, I thought about that. Like, uh, yes, yeah, I thought too. What if uh, you know the pizza guy? You know, he's probably doing multiple deliveries. What if just his last delivery was just like he got it there, and it kind of like hit him along the yeah. way? That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's that fast. This thing is. Uh, I, I mean, well, it was a matter of minutes at the party. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just takes one small conversation. Hell, you can open the door and just say, "I'm gonna die tomorrow," and then that's it. Probably, <laughs> yeah, close yeah. the door. I would, I would have put it past him. It's but, like buying uh, a used car. <laughs> Ten yeah. years later, bam, AIDS. I, I think the more logical the route <laughs> you go to try to explain what's <laughs> Is going that on. I don't know. Chappelle. Uh, Chappelle. I think I think it was Chappelle. Was it Chappelle? Sorry. Mm. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I went through the whole logical thing on this movie, trying to, like, solve this puzzle or trying to solve this mystery, figure it, figure this contagion out. Yeah. And I, fi- I realized that there's no there's no ribbon for it. There really isn't. There's a bunch of loose ends not tied. And um, and obviously on purpose, the movie doesn't care to explain that kind of thing. It, it, it kind of just shows it, and you think whatever you want. Um, but the guy, the Amy's boyfriend right i think they're right um he doesn't say he's gonna die tomorrow he says he's gonna die in two days if i remember correctly did you guys catch yeah that? yeah uh, yes i did, did catch that? that i didn't notice that mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah he had uh he had more than one day so yeah which kind of implies that anyone who's either uh, the whole world's dying and only these people know or the people who hear this and are infected are all dying at the same time like they're all gonna die tomorrow because that's when the event of everyone dying is, including the uh, boyfriend. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we, we just lost. Well, we did. Yeah. At <laughs> eighteen, did. Four, at eighteen, like thirty-five or something. Eighteen thirty-five. That's all right. Let's we'll see if we yeah. bring him back on it. We could. Let's, see, let's see if he comes back up. Hey, hey, Luke's back. Are you there? Yeah. Oh. oh. Was it? Was it? I'm still here. You died. Tomorrow. I never left. That's what happened. What are you talking about? So I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but essentially I was trying to say that, uh, yeah, this could be some sort of event that everyone thinks is they're going to die tomorrow. Right. Um, and that's part of the reason why I think this is a great COVID movie, right? Um, <clears throat> these people interacting, making it worse. Uh, I mean, I mean, one of the one of the another very eerie scene is when that couple, the um, the Asian and black guy, um, when they're in that restaurant and they're, they're having mm-hmm. almost like conversations. To themselves, it's very strange because they see the lights, but not, and then the camera like shows what everyone else sees, which is just these two guys acting weird. Um, but that that whole, I mean, if anyone heard them, you know, like is the whole restaurant infected? You know what I'm saying? Like you start imagining a scenario where like it could really get a lot of people, right? And it really is. I mean, what do you guys think this movie is about? I mean, it's not about an infection, but what? what uh, I mean, there was that whole thing where, like, she was studying something through a microscope, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that had anything else, you know, to kind of do with that. Like, no, it, that was her taking pictures. She wasn't really studying anything. She was just like taking close-ups. She's, close an, she's up an artist. Things. She's yeah. an artist. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, 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 that thing at the brother's house when she enters in her pajamas, she's like, "Oh, you put up the paintings," and it was like her paintings or her artwork or something, and it was uh, it looked like like blown up portraits of bacteria or something or cells, you know, and it looked like very similar to her workshop is my point. Um, that's, that's what I got out of it. So, um, so many things, so many questions. And yet 
I don't even know where to, I don't even know if I should ask them all, ask, ask them all, but uh, I think, I mean, this it feels like the movie is about depression. And um, like how depression can just take over you, or? yeah, maybe like that, and how depression can affect those around you, right? You think of it that way a little bit, like mm-hmm. uh, the effects of which, where people who are not used to feeling depressed or alone or lonely, people who are not used to this kind of thing, like the way Amy is, because you could tell, like, she's kind of like been through this road before, you know what I'm saying? Um, you could just you can just feel it, you know what I'm saying? You can just tell. Um, compared to her friend and and her friend's brothers and stuff, uh, where they're always coupled, they're always like people around them, right? Not around Amy. Anyway, I feel like people who are not used to that kind of thing, uh, they all react in this non-acceptance kind of way, which is why they all reacted differently. Obviously, everyone would react differently because we're all different people, but I think they reacted particularly more negatively to this because they're not used to what Amy has been used to probably most of her life. And I think that goes, and there's something in the movie that's being said there, at least that's what I'm taking, uh, about the many faces of depression or loneliness or fear of death or whatever you want to call it. That's really dark stuff. Um, because Amy accepted it so well to the point where she immediately went into, like, I can, like, I don't want to cremate myself. I don't want to bury it. I want to, what was that thing she said she wants? Um Oh, she, she wanted wants to become to be, a purse or something? No, she wants to be a leather coat. Oh, leather, leather coat, coat, yes. That's right. That's when what I was, was looking at up, coats. I, I was like, why is she shopping for coats? Well, she was like, I want to be something like of use. Right. And I was like, yo, that's so weird. It's pretty dark. She really, Super dark. She really thinks very little of herself. Um, that she wants to be of use mainly or primarily <laughs> in uh, after death, you know. Uh, that's, a, that's a weird way to live on, so to speak. Uh, I would not wear that coat, but I would look at that coat. Um, yeah, and she even goes to the see my vest. See my vest, right? <laughs> when she's talking about the guy uh, later on, uh, about you know, he's like, "Yeah, bring the animal in warm while well, it's still warm, <laughs> so I can." And he's describing all the things that he would ideally do to her. Not that he's a green, right? Guy. Right. He <laughs> just really so dark. I'm like, dance movie is this is like the leftovers, but without other people involved. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the movie's at. I'm just bringing up these things because these are the things that I was able to latch onto and, like, get from it. But did you guys get other things from it? Like, maybe, uh, or anything else or different things of whatever. Like, what did this movie mean to you, if anything, or something? Dude, I have no clue. And I'm just trying to figure out the ending because, like, <sighs> like, can we talk about, like, the very last scene where she just, like, wakes up? Oh, yeah, out in the desert? Right, and she's just like, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm I'm okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is it already past the day where she was supposed to, like, offer yeah, it clearly is. or die? Yeah, I think it clearly so, is. So, like, did, did it not... Right, right, right. Like, did she break the... Whatever? Break I the mean, chain? Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think in a way, like, her, her, her state of... Like I was saying before, her state of loneliness and whatever... Um, that she's had for a long time, I think gave her the tools to survive it. If you want to call, if you want to go that far or, you know, she, she broke the spell of her depression. And then, so the whole movie is a metaphor for it. Meaning that, you know, if depression affects you as well as the people around you, if you heal yourself or accept something within yourself to not, or to move on or feel the need to move on or whatever you want to call it. I'm not 
I'm not into the therapist words work keywords here that people know about. But if if you can, then you can snap out of it. And I was that, she's still second guessing herself by saying, "Is I'm that like, what it is? Is that is that what we decided on?" Well, that's that what I'm, you're no, I'm giving. No, no, I don't. I do think it's a real contagion in the movie. But, oh, okay, okay. I was about but to say I'm saying, if it's that, if it's that, right? It's, and then the, it could be seen that way. Or she saved everyone by doing this, or no one, and she just saved herself. I don't know. You know, everyone else could have died at midnight or by next mm-hmm. morning or whenever <laughs> this thing takes. Um, but there is some death going on. There's some. There's some casualties in this movie. Um, for what what happens at the at the artist's house? Because they don't show it, you know. Um, they show the colors, which which look like uh, like police cars coming because it's kind of red and, and blue. But uh, it's, we clearly we know it's not that. It's like this the effect of this thing happening, and um, and then we see like a bunch of blood, right? When like what's going on there? You guys think it's like suicide before the thing happens? Oh, that's what I murder. Oh. I thought it would have been suicide. My first thought was that the brother and the w- brother's wife, who kind of hates her, hates Jane, the artist. I thought that they came over to the house to kill her to maybe break the cycle or something. Hmm. Because later on, we get this one quiet scene. Though I mean, the whole movie is kind of a quiet scene, but we get this quiet scene of them in the house, in their house, right? And they're talking about like you know very vaguely, like vague terms. They say something like. Um, like, should we have done what we did or are you glad that we did it? Something like that. I don't remember. If you guys remember, please tell me. Um, it's almost like they did something that they both talked about, like a plan almost, and that they were talking about reassuring themselves that if they did the right thing. I think that's what they said. Like, did we do the right thing? I think that's the exact quote. Hmm. Um, and it made me think of, like, did they go to the sister's house and you know like overreacted so to speak hmm. i yeah. don't know that's a good question right or they could be talking about their daughter yeah they could be talking about the daughter yeah because we hear a scream that like they clearly the mom i think told the daughter and infected her and the daughter's reaction who is probably a prepubescent i don't know maybe has a a wilder scream filled reaction right uh, i don't know interesting uh, uh, I don't know exactly. This is why I don't know exactly what to think of the movie because these things like this. But um, but Jane though, she has like a few weird things. Like the thing at the doctor's office. Like if you think about the last day of on Earth, I guess um, you know Jane's option to try to fuck uh, the handsome doctor is not terrible, but it was very awkward. It was. Oh. And seeing the real-time reaction of a doctor hyperventilating to the fact that he's going to die tomorrow was uh, yes. kind of funny. Actually. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, Maybe. I was like, yo, I, so I, I, when that scene happened, <laughs> so I thought the same. I was like, is she trying to fuck him? Like, just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and then I was like, oh, he just got it. I was like, oh, oh, this guy doesn't give two fucks. I go, they might fuck him, actually. You never know. I go, we'll Man. see. Let's see. I was like, ah. I mean, yeah, I thought so too. Because guys, cause, you know, guys are like, probably whatever. Like, um, the one guy when they went to a motocross, mm-hmm. right? Because she come, he comes to the realization that she's gonna die, right? Yeah. And then he's like, "You want to fuck or whatever?" And he's or she's like, "Yeah, you want to fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "No, I can't." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, <laughs> like, oh, bro, you're yeah. too much in your head right now." I mean, it's okay. 
you're you just came to the realization you're gonna die as well. So it is what it is. Yeah, and then Jane's story leads her to I think a random house, like a neighbor's house, where Michelle Rodriguez just magically appears in the movie. And I was like, what the hell is she doing Michelle, here? Am I am I wrong to think that Michelle Rodriguez looks younger than she has in a few years? Dude, I think she did. What the fuck? What the she looks. She looked really young in there. Yeah, she looked. She yeah, double dosing on a almost girl? childish. Yeah, like um, I don't know, college student or something. She looked like a young college student. I'm like, did Michelle Rodriguez like older than me? What the fuck is going on? Okay, she's not that old. Come on, she's older than me. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, fun, fun times. Um, very weird scene. <laughs> and like, yeah, did and I miss the... something? By the way, did, did, was it like just that one scene she's in? Yeah, that's it. Well, they like, go to the pool. Uh, I guess that's two scenes, but the same rough, rough scene. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay. Well, two sets, one scene. Yeah, um, but yeah, 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 goes to the pool and she goes in the water, right? And then like, <laughs> they talk about like things that they wanted to do, right? That the girls and but they're high right. though, so the reaction is very, very weird. I, I don't. This is the stuff that I enjoyed that scene, but out of context, I don't know what the hell it means in the in the grand scheme of the movie. Uh, I still don't know. So again, I might have to like rewatch this movie at some point, right? Um, yeah, but very in- fascinatingly interesting. Obviously, unique original movie, and I applaud it for the- I prize it for that for, for sure. That is done well. I mean, it's done not by well. I mean, like it's done meticulous. Like everything looks to be very much on purpose. She's showing you exactly what she wants to show you, uh, the yeah. writer director. I just even if I don't know why or, or for what reason, um, it doesn't mean that it isn't done. You know, originally and uh, meticulous. I liked it. Um, but uh, anything else you guys want to mention or talk about, or any hangups, big hangups you guys want to mention now? I know we talked briefly about the ending when she like goes down. Maybe I, I think she's gonna die and then gets up again, almost like she stopped breathing. Maybe she held her breath. You know, you think of that, and she comes out like she just woke up and like, oh, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> right. Like if that isn't like a a whole, I don't know what that could be exactly, but it feels like it feels like maybe she was too accepting of this contagion, and then like the bitter pill is that she's going to continue on living when she wants to die. I don't know if the movie's doing anything with that. I don't know if that's supposed to be a funny scene or not, but uh, strange for sure. Huh. Anything else, guys? I'm gonna uh, have to. Um... Like, what's that word? I'm so out of it. This movie's straining. But uh, yeah, no. Any movie you want to review from now on, I'm gonna have to like filter, and you know, because I, I can't do this again, Oscar. These picks. You're gonna have to filter what? Yeah, what are you filtering? Well, what's going question. on? Oh, what, what you uh, what, what you're making us watch? What do you mean filter? I'm not gonna change my pick. Yeah, I need to change. Fuck the matter. You're, to, you're killing us, Smalls. No, no. How about you just pay attention? Hundred and twenty percent. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know how you get a hundred and twenty. What I mean? Yeah. hundred. Hundred is fine. Sure. Hundred is fine. Ninety-nine point nine. Um. All right. So, uh, that is it for she dies tomorrow. Whatever that was. Um. Check it out for rental. You can rent it or buy it on VOD. <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere, as far as I know. Um, we're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, we're going to do uh, it's the last review of the evening, another very depressing movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking of ending things. Dude, I am thinking of ending things, too. Find out what that's about. Stay with us. Jake, 
my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming in. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I think you're bending things. Huh? What? Did she say something? I don't think so. Weird. I'm visiting Jake's parents for the first time. He hasn't been my boyfriend for very long. They really are looking forward to meeting you. I think you're ending things. Hello? We're here. Oh, hi. Oh, it's all wet. Here they come. Jake has told us so much about you. He's told me so much about both of you, too. And you came anyway. <laughs> Jake tells me you're studying quantum psychics. Mm, physics. <laughs> but there's just something profoundly wrong here. Are you okay? Full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. Yep, that kind of movie. This is the latest Yo, by Charlie. I keep question everything about me and myself. All the time. I mean, we all do it, I think. At least uh, more self-aware types maybe do it. That's giving us a little pat on the back. But really, just we're just fucked up just people. try to pat yourself on the back? We all did, I think, because we all agree on that one. Um... I don't know. I think so. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, it's by uh, the latest by Charlie Kaufman, who uh, most famously is known for writing the screenplays to movies such as Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, being John Malkovich, um, an adaptation. And then he started directing movies. He directed Anomalisa, which is the, what do you call that? Kind the animated of? one. Stop, stop motion animated mm-hmm. movie. And this is his, uh, no, he's not, that's his, that was the second one. He did uh, Synecdoche, New York. Synecdoche. That was his first directed movie, I believe. And then now he has his latest one. I'm thinking of ending things. And anyone who's seen his movies uh, understand that there's a, definitely a through line. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, definitely not a, he's a very jaded individual. But this movie stars uh, Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons as the couple that I mentioned in the description. It also stars Tony Collette. David Thewlis, uh, I love seeing David Thewlis whenever I get to see him. Uh, Guy Boyd, Hadley Robinson, Hadley Robinson, uh, Gus Birney, uh, Colby Minfi, Minifi, sorry, Anthony Robert Grasso, uh, a bunch of people. Oliver Platt plays the voice of someone. Interesting, maybe the hmm, someone. Anyway, someone, someone. Uh, somebody call somebody. This movie is two and fourteen hours long. Drama thriller. Thriller is an interesting. It's almost a horror thriller. movie, but not really. Almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. So uh, you guys started off the last two. So I'm going to start with this one by saying that I am thinking of ending things. Is uh, it was very interesting because I, I thought it was going to be about suicide, and I went wrong. That's that, that's not exactly off the table. Uh, but you know, the movie starts with the voiceover of uh, Jesse Buckley's character saying, I'm thinking of ending things. And then the context says, ending things with her boyfriend, not necessarily her life. Um, but the movie then just goes. And the movie, and it's funny because Jesse Buckley, the, 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 the girlfriend in the movie, she doesn't have a name in the movie. Everyone calls her or everyone's constantly calling her just hey or you or something. But uh, she's introduced as the boyfriend or the, the girlfriend to, to uh, Jake. Jesse Plemons' character. Like, he, she, there's no name for her. 
no one ever calls her out by her name. Hmm. And that's an interesting choice that um, we could discuss, but um, not unlike I, she dies. I could have sworn what? they said her name in the, in the car ride in the beginning of the movie. No, they didn't. Right. No, they did not. Yeah, because they're talking about the poem, and it's like, oh, Lucy, like your name, Lucy. Like no. right, that that's what I thought. He did that cheesy shit. He did that cheesy thing where they say her name. They say her name, and her name is Lucy. No, I'm telling you. Uh, I mean. But she's I'm not, telling you. I'm telling you, IMDb doesn't have the name. And I remember, like, That's never fine, getting because they name. say, like, 30 names. But the reality is that <laughs> the reality. Lucy is the original. All I know, it's like, a, it's like a reference to something that we're just not getting. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of references in this movie. It is a reference to a poem. This is Robert Zemeckis in here. There's plays from, like, there's a lot of There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, this yeah. Is, movie is chock full of things. Um... And to the Charlie Kaufman form, it's very meta. Anyway, so this movie, what I thought about it is that um, it was uh, very enjoyable to watch. I actually did not feel as nearly as dour or <laughs> as uh, maybe um, other people might see this movie. Or definitely not as our last review of She Dies Tomorrow. It's definitely, I would just, I just had, a, I had a blast watching this movie about awful feelings, you know, <laughs> awful thoughts. By awful thoughts, I just mean like, Thoughts of like, man, not getting anywhere. So many things in here that I, I can relate to, and I feel like a lot of people could relate to when when you think of like when you opening up when you opening up people's thoughts about their daily routine, daily lives, or whatever. I feel like these people are just more eloquent, better verbally spoken versions of what you know I might say at certain points. Not like every day, but like at certain points, I can see that kind of thing going on in the thinking of this movie, and. um and I really loved how the, there's a switcheroo in the thinking of who the protagonist actually is in the movie and who's the real subject of the movie. I like thinking about how this movie um, uses uses these, uh, I don't want to say time techniques, but like shifting the possibilities of futures and past to explain, um, you know, different variations of what, uh, of how someone is giving up. In something in life, and I have so many theories about this kind of movie, um, this movie itself, and by the ending and stuff, that uh, I can't wait to discuss it with you guys. But I really enjoyed it; totally had fun with it. Luke, what did you think of this movie? So, from the uh, beginning, I thought it was going to be a straight up. It's going to be a uh, kind of a her thing trying to end his relationship with this guy because he's obviously uh, I don't know, not the best candidate for her or whatever. And that's what it seemed like, you know. She's like. You know, she's always back in her head, you know, thinking of all this stuff. Mm. You know, they get to the farm or whatever, and he shows her the whole fucking thing with the pig and shit. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Oh, with the maggot? And then, yes, yes. And then we get fucking weird. <laughs> Once after, like, we meet the parents the first time, and then, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, that's when it gets weird, and that's when it gets really good. Ah, okay. Yeah, but I don't want to say any more because uh, I don't know if it's spoilery or not. So. Does it stay good for you up until the end, or are you talking about? Yes, because at that point, even though like the pacing is a little, eh, you know, mm-hmm. but there's still like in the back of my head, I'm just like, what the fuck is actually going on here? Yeah, up until like pretty much like like one of the last scenes with just like that like one full garbage can and stuff. Oh man, Come right. On. Yeah, so many things about that fucking scene. Right, 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 right. I mean, I feel like I don't know what they are right now, but yeah. 
All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you're a fan. Um, uh, Roth, for your initial thoughts on this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I like the beginning. Um, and I like a lot of stuff that's going on with the time stuff or that we were, that you kind of mentioned that you touched base on. Um, and like, just, it's kind of like the use of camera angles also that he does. Um, like certain things are happening, certain like shifts. Um, and that's really cool. All of it into the house. And I like a lot of that stuff that's going on in the movie. And that's throughout the whole movie. Um, it's not like they just stop, you know, at one point, um, they just kind of mix it up. But I, I, what's cool also is like the beginning is like her thought process. Like you feel like everyone can hear it. And I'm talking about even in the movie, um, Hmm. not just her. So I feel like she's talking out loud, but internally, but she's, it's really, really weird. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this really weird thing going on. And I liked a lot of the beginning of the movie, but after that, for me, it kind of falls (laughs) and like, it's this time thing. And just like, it was, for me, it was hard to keep up now. I will say, I totally, I'm a big, the, one of the biggest procrastinators I've met in my life. Um, and I totally did watch this, like, uh, five, after work. Right, like, after, right before 15, recording? 15 hours in of, of a day, oh. you know, so just like, I was tired. So for me to keep up with this movie was a little hard. Um, but I saw it with a friend as well, who was not 15 hours in, and he kept asking me, like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, bro, if I can't keep up because I'm tired. And I'm like, did I just see that? Or did am I missing something? Did I miss a scene? Did I close my eyes for like five seconds and I miss something? Like, I don't know. And that's where I am with, with this movie. Um, and I feel like I understood most of it. But at the same time, I also feel like I was left out of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I would want to rewatch this movie. Uh, I would probably watch this with my wife to see how she feels about this one. Oh, um, I mean, knowing your wife, I think she'll hate it. I know that's the best part. Yeah, so I want to watch oh, it. In that case, and go nuts. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's your appeal. So, right, that is my appeal. My appeal is to torment her as much as possible um, because she tormented me with the movie earlier. Anyways, so um, tit for tat. What was it called? So something guaranteed. <sighs> love guaranteed. Sorry, love guaranteed. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm trying to forget that movie. Please stop bringing it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's besides the point. So I do want to watch it with her. Um, but like I said, I think I didn't do a good enough job on my end um, because I was interested and I did feel very interested in the beginning of the movie, beginning to middle actually. And then it kind of like loses trace. I would say, without spoiling anything, basically once they're on their way back, um, around there, okay. I start I start losing some stuff. Um, I just start not getting the grasp of things. And that's like I said, I think that's my end personally, and we'll talk more about it as the as we progress through the review. Um but yeah, we'll see where it goes. So like I guess I'm a little bit I'm like in and out of this movie. I wanna I wanna like it, but at the same time I felt like I just didn't understand it enough to like it mm-hmm. or to give it a good recommendation that you guys are. Okay. Uh Luke, let's help him out. Let's see. Without spoiling, obviously, we're still in spoiler free. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's help Rafa uh, try to get through this movie. What made what tick for this movie for you? What is this movie about for you? What made it? T- I don't know. I think it's just the totally unknowing of what the fuck is going on. So kind of like what I liked about She Dies Tomorrow, you liked about this movie. <laughs> yes, because I think it works better in this movie. <laughs> 
Well, there's definitely a lot more production value, I would say. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Was, oh, was, speaking of the production, the whole movie was fucking full screen, not widescreen, right? Right. So no, no the four by wrong. three aspect ratio. No, it was uh, it was widescreen until it wasn't four by three. I think it switches. Several Did points it? in the movie. Yep, yeah, it switches. Yeah, switch mm-hmm. points. I, I, I noticed that too, and I was fucking freaking me out. Uh, <laughs> I fucking like. I thought it was just like this. I thought it was like those weird camera angles, and I was like, "Bro, no. I think we're switching aspect ratio." I didn't let to Luke, uh, to Luke, to Greg because that was Greg who I was watching. Because I was like, I don't think he's gonna notice those things. But I, I mean, was how just do you like, not? But I, I guess people don't notice things. I don't know. He watches like a movie a year. Like fucking, yeah. how, what do you mean? How do you not? Like that's. Uh-huh. Okay. So. I mean, I noticed no, it, I, yeah. I'm flipping through it right now on Netflix. The whole thing is four of three. Okay, so maybe it's the other way around. It goes through the widescreen. I know it switches. So that's no. point, for like key points. No, it does. Dude, I'm I don't tell, see it. I'm telling it, you, I remember seeing it in one scene. I only remember one scene, but I know it's. I'm pretty sure it happens a couple times in the movie. I'm not saying switches for good. I'm saying it does it for like in the moment, for like a, for a reason. I think in one of the. I think in in the life is not life is beautiful a beautiful mind thing. I'm not I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. I'm just saying something that if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, yeah. you have no idea. Um, I think in there it does a switch, and I think at, at some point in the in the parents' house, dude. I am. Uh, yeah, I saw it in the parents' house, and I yeah. I remember seeing a switch. Now, like I said, it could. Maybe it wasn't a switch. Maybe it was literally like good camera angles and trick of trickery. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was. I it it did feel like a switch to me. So well, I think the I reason mean, there was on four by three for uh, for the majority of the movie is to show like this feeling of um, locked in, right? Because they're in a car a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah and um, and and the winter outside it makes them feel like they're jailed by the by nature. It really does. Yeah, the elements. It gives you all this it. feeling of like. Of her feeling trapped, like she want. This is why. All another reason, yet another reason, you know, to to end things with this guy because she's stuck in this car going to a parent's house, his parent's house, and she clearly does not want to go. As a matter of fact, she mentions many times that she has to be up early for the work next day. They have to be back tonight. And no, she says she needs to be to do her paper to do her paperwork, whatever. I mean, to do her yeah. work. I meant, um, yeah. but yeah, and. uh and I think it all goes with it. I think the four by three aspect ratio kind of gives you that sense uh, more so. And I think that's probably why you know, Kaufman employed it. But um, if there's another reason, I would love to hear it if you guys have another theory. Um, but yeah, I think she's supposed to feel like this can escape jailed thing, like she's attached unwantingly. Um, this, okay. So I have this huge, I mean, I have this huge theory about this movie that involves spoilers, obviously. We're going to get to it in a bit. But uh, I guess I want to say that this movie is, is um, it, I, I don't know, it could be, a, it's all about a lot of things. Ultimately, I think I came down with, it's about coming to terms with your failures. I think this movie is about that. Coming to terms with the things you regret. And there's a lot of stuff I think that is shown a little a little more um, bluntly in the second half of the movie to, to 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 prove that. But throughout the movie, I think, for example, like the ride there is really like almost like a huge um, intro, right? Intro to this couple. Like the couple is shown to be pretty much of a regular couple. But if you di- if you didn't hear her voiceover, you wouldn't think much about them. That other than they're just a normal white couple. And then 
but her voiceover gives you a lot. I mean, it's giving her perspective only, but gives you a lot about them too, like both of them. And in so doing so, like she's regretting this trip as she's doing it. You I know? was regretting this trip. I, I mean, I, get, I can see that. <laughs> Definitely. I, I completely understand. And the movie, this is where some great direction happens because the camera really does these interesting things in certain parts of their conversation or silences in that car on the way to the parents. And obviously another car points later after that, um, where at some points when there's like a lie being told, the camera is looking at the character from outside the car and any other point it's inside the car when they're having a conversation where there isn't lying happening. I think something like that's going on. That's where I caught one of them. uh, But I didn't like, write down meticulous notes to make sure I was right about it. But I think that's, how, I think that's right. I think when there's some deception or a lie happening, the, the camera is looking outside into to the car, like into the windshield or whatever. Um, and then uh, other times it's inside the car doing other things. And it's very interesting camera use, I, I think, and angles and shit. But, um, you know, I think this whole movie is about regret. You know, the whole thing with the parents' house is right. possible regrets. <clears throat> It's about yeah. the, the idea of future regrets, the idea of past regrets and how they affect your current regrets and uh, your mistakes and how you can't get over them. And I think this emotion um, resonates with me very heavily because I, I feel like I live in that shell many times uh, in my life where I constantly rethink them and rethink of changing them, even though they can't be changed because they already happened, things like that. And uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's almost it's almost a terrible feeling, but it's not quite terrible. It's just just a shitty feeling. And I think Charlie Kaufman and space and you could tell in all his movies, adaptation especially, like the guy lives with this shit all the time. Even though he's a su- successful writer director, and it doesn't matter. You know, he can't he can't stop himself from thinking these things and writing characters that do so. Also, um, I think this is the the most version, like the biggest version of that kind of character. You know, you think of Nicolas Cage's uh, persona in uh, an adaptation. The guy is constantly voiceovering how much of a shit Paul he is. Like he doesn't deserve anything. He's a piece of shit. He's fat. He's like, you know, all these things that he tells himself, like a mantra of de- like depressed things, right? And um, this movie is like the ten thousand version of that, like the the hundred percent bigger version of that. Uh, but that's 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 like that's what it was about for me. Um, but uh, I mean, we could we should. Do you guys want to get to spoilers, or you want to talk about other aspects first? Um, I think spoilers is going to be the meat and potatoes of anything. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's where I don't have to add it myself. So let's just do it now. For I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, spoilers now. Yeah, I think of endings. I am so glad Jake has found someone. <laughs> Soon this will all be a distant memory. Who's this? It's me. No, it was me. I tell you, I would misplace my own head if it wasn't screwed onto my own head. I feel like I was seeing them as they were. Seeing them as they will be. Seeing them after they're gone. No, thank you. Did you stay here? Excuse me? You don't have to go. I don't have to go where? Forward. People like to think of themselves as points moving through time. But I think it's the opposite. We're stationary. And time passes through us. 
blowing like cold wind. Maybe this is how it was always going to end. All right, Luke. So, what would you like to highlight in spoilers? Oh man! So, when I, when the movie got really, really interesting, was it the whole thing with the parents and how we keep seeing the parents in like different ages and different mental states? Yeah. Like, oh my god! And I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this? Like, I thought that was cool too. Yeah. I thought it was super weird, but I'm like, why is it doing this? Is it like? But it's super interesting it, at the same. Yeah. Point. If you, is it like okay, if I don't get out of this relationship now or whatever, is this what is going to happen eventually down the line when they get older? Right. Forced to come right. back here and have to go through all this shit every single fucking time? Mm-hmm. And, and that was like that whole aspect of the house thing until they finally get out. And then there's that whole, you know, uh, thing where they get the ice cream at Tulsi Town. Fucking ice cream scene. One of my favorite <laughs> scenes, by the way. And then like the cup, and it's like, how hot was it in that car? It seemed like it was like almost, like, I don't know, boiling or some shit. I don't know. So weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Rob, what, what were you, what, uh, I know you said you, it, it went like, it got worse for you, right? As the movie went on. Um, well, it got harder to keep up. Harder me, to I keep guess. up. Yeah, what's yeah. the thing? Um, yeah, I guess it's been, um, I guess it's after the ice cream scene for me. That's, oh, okay. It's a little harder. So I get to That's the ice cool. Everything else I keep up with. So the thing is, like, I, I'm i not, it, it, like I said, it doesn't click for me. Like, you guys are saying that, like, it's her about, like, we're already talking about it and we've been talking about it since the review, but it's, it's about her, what's it called, um, living with uh, potential, um, what's it called, uh, this potential future with this guy and all these things, right? And she's kind of like seeing the outcomes, like visually, right? Or we're seeing them visually that what could happen if she stays with the grant with the parents and stuff like that, right? Um, and I'm just like, like for me, I'm always I was expecting something else from those outcomes, and I didn't know if it's like if she's seeing her futures or past, or if this is like and this is where I'm still in the beginning phases of like I don't know what's going on in the movie, right? Or if I'm expecting something like. Um, something supernatural above the supernatural that we're already expecting in this that we're getting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I don't get that. So as the movie progresses, I, I just like, I'm still, I guess I'm still a little lost, and I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't miss. I feel like I missed the scene somewhere, and I just doesn't click properly. And I always thought like that old guy who's the janitor in the, um in the school mm-hmm. like uh was the main guy what's his name jake. jesse or jake whatever well his real name is jesse though. yeah well, yeah um uh, uh jake or whatever he uh I, like that's him in the future potentially like that he lost her and i was like i think that's where it's going and i'm like so lost and i'm trying like just like grasping i was like dude i think that's where it's going and i was just like i just felt like i, I felt like i was always behind yeah, and then by the time the movie ends, I was just like, "There's a lot of shit going on in this movie," and I feel like I didn't do it justice by like not giving it my like my full attention. Um, and I feel like I missed on something, and I like thus, thus I said I want to rewatch it because I just I just didn't like it didn't click with me altogether. I still felt like so. I think this is what the movie's trying to say. I didn't have any concrete feelings about how I felt like at the end. This is exactly what I think the movie was saying to me. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> yes. I think right. so, anyway. Uh, Luke, let's help him out again. So, let's, what did you think the movie, uh, uh, what's it doing in the second half? Oh, man. Dude. What's it all about? What's it all about? In your, in your opinion, obviously. <clears throat> I think the second half is like, it, it's obviously like a loop. It's repeating. And maybe like things are trying to like be played out differently, I think. Because like, you know, he goes to dump the cups and whatever. And then, uh, you obviously see the garbage can like later on, and it's just full of these cups. So like this, this thing has been happening over and over and over again. So there, it's like yeah, I feel like I missed these context clues here. It's like you're trying to uh, you're you're doing the same thing, it's like triangle, but not getting the same result. It's like triangle. <laughs> I didn't see that movie, but I know what you're talking about. Oh wow, you haven't seen that movie? Oh. I only I've only seen half some of it with you. I was Sorry. obsessed with that movie for a while. I'm surprised yeah, I know. Anyways, continue, Luke, sorry. That, that was my point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's anything supernatural happening in this movie. I know that Charlie Kaufman is known to do the weird thing. Like, being John Malkovich, probably his weirdest movie still to date in the sense that they actually find in this half floor of a building, they find, like, a, a portal to someone's brain. That's real in the movie, and it's used to different effects, but it's real. And that's weird. And that's definitely like supernatural and bizarre. Um, and even in uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, he creates um, a piece of fake, although it's becoming way too much Black Mirror now, uh, f- fake technology that involves like memories and charting your memories and uh, your last gasp of a, of a relationship that you're trying to erase. And that's also sci-fi, almost supernatural, but not really. But his other movies, including this one, I believe, have no element of such a thing. I think what this movie, and I'm, I'm going to start with a question actually before I just say it. Um, do you believe that this couple are smart people? I think they're educated. Mm-hmm. Or at least they, they made it seem yeah, like I guess that's what are. I mean. I guess uh, that's what I'm educated. Like they, you know, they know shit, right? They're articulate. <laughs> yes. Things like that. To a certain extent, I Would you think agree so. I think, I think like one of them is faking it. Do you think uh, Jake is faking it, or you think uh, the no? That's the thing. I don't know because, like, the movie does like this thing where she's majoring something new all the time, even though she's got a new name every time. Um, but like, because they call her like Lucy, and then it's like something else. Like, I'm telling you, it's Lucy in the beginning. Go watch it later today, and then text me that I'm right because it is. Okay, I'm just like that was trying to stay awake. He's so sh- no. I said the beginning was good. <laughs> Fuck off, right? So, anyways, <laughs> so. And then it's like Amy later. I don't know. There's a bunch of names going on. But besides the point, she's first she's studying um, quantum physics or something like that. Yeah. And then I, it's I like, and then it's all of a sudden she's doing fucking something with farming or something. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know. And it's just a bunch <laughs> of different things. It's almost like she tells like it to the parents. His parents is different or something. The, well, the father. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's like, and and then I feel like she's like becoming uneducated when she's talking to them. Like she's regressing. You know, like you know what I'm saying? Because she starts stuttering, she starts, uh, she starts like losing her train of thought. She starts losing her words. That the Jake has to help her out. Um, and I always felt like the movie was trying to go like, well, it's almost like whatever Jake wants. It's not because like it was really weird. Like the beginning of the movie is like that's why I was like, is there super, something supernatural going on? Because I thought like it's almost like whatever Jake wanted would happen. Oh, like we have a dog. 
uh, it's dog scratches. It's a border collie, and then boom, out of nowhere, it pops up. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, what you, like I thought that was like a just, beast or something. Are you just willing? Are you willing it? Like, are you just like willing? Oh, like I'm willing. My parents, my parents are coming now. You know, like he just willed them. In a way, in a way, you're right. Right. So, like, and I'm thinking, like, that's something. Like, so I'm thinking, like, it's just like something super. Like, and this is like the movie has my attention, but like I said, it just loses it after <laughs> that because, like, I guess yeah. it just doesn't go the route I guess I thought it was gonna go. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I'm yeah. like back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, that's the drawing board. They've been drawing, and mine is erased. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, so so it was like hard for me to keep up. That's what happened, you know. So yeah, it's just whatever. Anyways, right. continue. Continue. Okay. Here. I asked because uh, because I, I do think. Oh, so I think the real the real mystery that I figured out. I figured out at the. Oh, you figured it out. I think so. I mean, I have oh, an opinion. On it, right? I have an angle. Okay. My right. angle is very. I mean, I don't know how different it is. I haven't read reviews yet, so maybe I'm way off on this. <laughs> right. Right. So I think so. I, it came across because I started watching the movie and I was like, huh. The first interesting thing I noticed that was very different from other Charlie Kaufman projects is that the main character is a woman this time. He almost always does a always does a guy, yeah. right? Because he puts himself in the different versions of himself. Well, but the is right. it the source material though? Because it's it's based on the book. From a book. Right. Yeah, it is the, right. Yeah, but I can only imagine what he changed. I don't know if the book is like this, but I can only imagine. <laughs> what, yeah. For all I know, he took a paragraph from that book. I have no idea what he did. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. I haven't read it. He took the title. <laughs> he took just the title. <laughs> Never even read the fucking thing. Right. Um, it's a pretty cool title. I think this movie is really, not secretly, is very openly about the guy the whole time. It's about Jake the entire time of the movie. That's what I thought it was. And it came, I felt like the movie was about him with just like using this girl as like here's a cover. Where I, here's why I think that. Here's where I, here's my other thing that goes with that. That makes it. Uh, that makes me think that for sure this is no no supernatural thing. Is that I think he's freezing in that truck, and as he's dying, he's imagining the entire movie. Wait, say that again. He is that old janitor at the high school, living with those regrets all of the time. After this late shift, his car doesn't start. He freezes to death inside, and he's just like reliving, like like the episode of Black Mirror with this uh, person, this girl is living of. His fake imaginary girlfriend wants to break up with him. That's how little he thinks of himself. Wow. The whole movie. See, I didn't go that far. I thought that's, it was more like uh, no, that's how I lost thing. this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I had I could have had this potential. No, I think life that and, girl that girl uh-huh. is the is the girl at the ice cream shop. That's who that is. Uh, that's who that is because of the well they looked a little they looked a, like like uh like in the past times. Like they looked like for they're from a, a different decade. They're not yeah. from today. Because I, mean? I, I told that to Greg. I was like, "Bro, I'm thinking this janitor is the fucking guy. It is the I'm guy. Thinking it's Jake, right? I'm, po- I'm I was like, almost like a hundred. So uh, I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> I think <laughs> you. Uh, so yes, uh, two, I did two read hours of my life. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I did read the synopsis of the book, though. <laughs> and yeah. uh, in the book, it is Jake is the janitor. Oh, really? Yes. Spoil yourself. Yeah, what the fuck? No, it's fine. That's good. But it, the the book has the book and the movie. I think are way different in certain aspects. I don't. That's not surprising. At all. I would say this movie feels like a Kaufman movie all throughout. So <laughs> they found the right book to make something out of it or whatever. But he, yeah. I think he changed the book. So like, so what you're saying is that 
yeah. he made up everything. Like, he, made he up. never had a, He made up everything. Yeah. And he thinks of himself so little that even in yeah. his imagination, yeah. she doesn't want to be with him. Have you never had that before? A runaway no. fantasy that goes beyond your your, your foretelling? No. I no, usually I think, it, I think he hates himself. Much. No, I think he hates himself that much. I don't hate myself that much. Well, Jesus. he does. I'm saying no, I mean, I, And I'm saying I relate to that. Listen, I've, I, I guess I've been in some kind of scenarios like that in my brain, but... yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a very overactive thinker about this kind of no, thing. No, so, yeah. so am I. I where I, I think I am anyway. But at the same time, I, I feel like I just like always revert back to like stop overthinking, shut the fuck up, and go. Yeah, most and times just, I do. But at the cost yeah. of death, I think I'm not crushing. Oh, him, him, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you, talking? you might just take it further. Maybe. And I think that. So I think that's that, why that scene when he follows the the pig, like that's the scene that he's actually like he's dying in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like right. the the pig is like this the last spirit animal? little like spirit yeah you could say that spirit animal is a good <laughs> I was to think of an like, angel like that's not right uh, spirit animal sounds better um, so I think that's why the the, the the beginning scene the beginning car ride with the movie opens it's right out makes way more sense <laughs> right and, and was, yeah. when that clicked in me I'm like got you got gotcha. you movie got gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. gotcha, bitch I'm not confused. <laughs> <laughs> I get to, things. I get things, right? Um, oh, it, it made sense a lot more in the beginning, where I was confused because when she was thinking certain things, and he, and when she and her thought process was kind of like bringing him down, or like yeah. talking about why she should break up with this guy. He was you know, he was responding and like looking like as Yo, if he was hearing it. Exactly. That's it's because he's fucking making it all up. Right, so like that's what actually Greg caught that at first. He's like, "Yo, is he replying to her?" Yeah, he looked and in I, the cinema. And, yeah, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, let me pay attention." And then I was already paying attention. I was like, "I think he is. I think he hears her, and we she doesn't know." And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then yeah, she tries to cover a little by thinking, you know, like, oh, responding and then like not, and not answering, and then eventually her thought process comes back to that again. And it's because he's you know he's doing the whole thing in his own imaginations of this future with this bright young successfully well-educated woman the, the girl of his dreams and of his made-up dreams like would yeah. but he knows would go to go to his parents him. house and when he gets to his parents house yeah. he can't help himself but think of all these scenarios probably things that he had done already because he's already an old man working in a high school janitor stuff but like you know feeding them and going through the process of like what is the point of knowing all these books loving these it's the Mechis movies and the Beautiful Mind movie, like knowing and memorizing these things that, like the the idea of being a compilation, which is why her poem in the beginning is very, very good for this movie. It's almost like the thesis of the entire movie. Well, yeah. yeah also, it, it was random that she just memorized that. But yeah, okay. Well, you know, you know, I don't know poets very well, but I can no, see well, that. No, she's like, no, she's like, I have it written down. You should just read it. And I was like. Okay, and she doesn't even pull it out to like make sure she's reading it. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it was just a little weird. A little yeah, weird. but I mean, it shows to. I mean, this guy is well educated because he knows that poem. He knows all these things, and you see his bookshelves and stuff. As oh, his growing up thing, his fear of the basement, all these things are all anchors to his life, and this specifically the parts of his life that he ultimately regrets because he can't get over it, even as he is dying and trying to make this scenario of something positive, something where his life could have gone, still can't go that way. His brain won't let him. His mind won't let him. I want to be an ass and say what a loser, but... This, I mean, like, yeah, that's definitely what okay, he thinks um, of himself. Bro, you know? but at the same time, I feel so bad And that for high him. school student who's practicing and sees the janitor, like, looking at the rehearsal, like, yeah. that look is what he constantly feels. 
Yeah, well, also like the you know? two girls who are like yes, like making fun of him yes, in the beginning. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. That is exactly it. He is the fact that he works at the high school that he went to says so much about who I think that he is for sure dying in that fucking truck, man. Yeah. <laughs> and That's then crazy. I do have something to say about yeah. the whole thing with the Oklahoma, the whole thing. Yeah, I looked into that thing, and apparently, like he portrays uh, Judd in Oklahoma. Which is like this, like the the. I know nothing about Oklahoma. Yeah, neither do I. So I thought you looked this up. (laughs) Judd is like the. You said Judd Oklahoma, but I was like, I don't know if we Sure, whatever, bro. (laughs) Okay, so Judd is the loser who's like longing for this girl, but she, I guess, doesn't give a rat ass about him because she's into she's into some like other like much better guy. Fucking Oklahomans. And I think that's like another thing. Like he's, you know, the loser trying to get this girl, but it's obviously not happening. So. Hmm. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some great parallels going on. Yeah, like, I got I, some I, of them, but I didn't get I that. I do one. like that one scene when he's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, you know, a little bit of Broadway." She's and he's like, he's names like thirty of them. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> a little bit. Right. I am little Broadway. Bit. I knew right. half of them entirely. Yeah, right. Not even I like I've seen them. them. Right, that same thing. Right. I was like, bro, I think I've seen like five of these. Right, at best. Right, and the movie adaptations. Not even the fucking real. Right, Broadway's. that's even right. Even worse. Right. I've seen Peter Pan. Does that come? You didn't mention Peter Pan. So like, okay, I guess, I guess, not, like I guess you got one out of yeah. right. The one that spam a lot. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that I, I think, uh, it's just, that makes the movie way more depressing. Of course. But, it really does, man. But uh, that's very Kaufman. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. I've seen adaptations. Shit's and I, I don't know, man, I think this is a work of genius. The way it's, the way it's portrayed, the way it unfolds, the way that it, it does, you know, our first time reaction to this movie will never, ever, ever be mirrored again. Watching it again, you're watching for the signs. And the probably yeah. the next, I haven't seen it again. I almost did back to back. Yeah. That's, but it was like back really late. I almost did. It was around 4 a.m. I'm like, I can probably squeeze it in another view, but I didn't end up doing it. But uh, I almost did because I wanted to understand it further and yeah, understand all the things I missed, all those little glances. The movie's a lot about glances. A lot of glances, a lot of quick shots. Well, not quick shots, but specific edits that go really well into into this the psyche of this poor man who never gave himself the chance to make a living for himself. And that's uh, the true depressing part because he is a very educated, articulated, he knows his shit, he has opinions. All these things he has never managed to do it. And I, and the girlfriend actually says that at one point, describing something else, um, and he's clearly digging at himself, and it's really sad. <laughs> yeah, but it, it no, really works it for me. Really yeah. works. No, it is. You know, and I, I thought that too. But like I said, I guess the movie does a good job of like, or bad, a good bad. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever one of you, whatever you want to say, of like, kind of throwing me off and not keep, keeping me off balance. You know, yeah. and what's going on. And just trying to like grasp, um, <laughs> just trying to grasp the movie. And when like my original thought is like, this is like we're obviously going through time, and it's like um, we're just seeing different like different things that could happen or something. And I did think that like I just I just never cemented those things those thoughts in my head. Yeah, you know, I never like I never let those be the ones um, to 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 be the the overwhelming you know uh first theory i guess so yeah 
heavy but it's movie. A, no, it is a good way. It is a heavy movie. I do want to watch it again, mainly to see the signs, and I totally want to watch it with my wife, so then I can explain <laughs> it to her. Yo, now even more, like even more now. Bring Greg over too, Huey, so you can understand it. No, Greg's gonna watch this again. I'm not gonna torment the guy. Like that's <laughs> let him. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, that's cruel. It's cruel and unusual punishment. All oh, right, right, right. So, all right. So I yeah, I, but at I, the same time, yeah. like I feel like this is like a PSA for anybody who's like. Just take the shot, man. Don't yeah. live your life like this. Please don't. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I really feel like it's like, dude, it's do you that Eminem song. Like, not even that, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but not even that is just like also, it's like he's an intelligent man, like, <laughs> and like he just let himself go because he didn't yeah. get over something, you know, or never. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, that sucks. Yeah. Any any last thoughts, uh, Luke? Uh, no, man. It's this is a good one though. I, yeah. Even though you you made some weird choices, this one. <laughs> you know, I, that's why I put last to it. This will be in my noggin for a long time. The, me too. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah, for one hundred percent for sure. Yeah. All right. So that's it uh, for I'm thinking of ending things, and that oh, is it. Fuck. Sorry, I'm thinking of ending the show. So that is it for the show. Um, Remember, you have been listening to another movie podcast. We have one last bit of news here. We're going to get right into it. And that is the discussion for our future marathon. And uh, I think I mentioned it on the last show or was it off air? I don't remember. I think you might have. Well, I'm just going to mention again that we're going to do an experimental marathon next time in which uh, each of us are going to have our own pick of our own marathon. Whatever you wanted to choose, Luke, whatever, Ralph, whatever, myself, like, we get to pick. So every time, you know, how we skip weeks, like, next time is Luke's movies. So he's going to pick two movies, obviously new releases, and then we're going to get into the marathon of his choose, choosing. Right. And then when it's Ralph next turn, he'll have the start of his one. And we're going to do five apiece of a marathon we want. So with that in mind, Luke, why don't you start us off with what is your marathon and then your movies? Um, I'm calling it, uh, actually, I don't have a name for it, but it's three, it's pretty much, uh, uh, three loves, two hates, three loves, two hates, (laughs) revisiting, revisiting my taste. All right. All right. At least say your words. Don't go too fast. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty much going to go back into like the early two thousands, mid two thousands when I actually started watching more movies, Mm -hmm. mainly with through Oscar Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pick three movies that I really enjoyed and see if they hold up to the today. Ah, two movies that I really okay. hated and see if oh, my okay. palace has expanded and That's I That's like awesome. them today. It's very personal and very unique to every person. It, it is, yes. It is. Yeah, it is. What's, what's it is actually, it took me a hard, it took me a while to actually find two movies I actually did not care for. So, Oh, okay. So what, what are the two movies you hated then? Oh. Uh, Children of Men. Oh, why? And Panic Room. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I hope well, you don't like Morse code? What the fuck? Shut up. And then the three <laughs> movies that I really loved was um, Green Street Hooligans, mm-hmm. Match Point, and Sideways. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's that's awesome. I can't wait. I mean, mm-hmm. I already have so many opinions. Um, that's, an, that's an awesome idea for a marathon. So those are going to be the five movies. So what will be the first one then for next time? Uh, I'm... Trying to go with Green Street Hooligans, mm-hmm. but it's like fucking out of print on DVD. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I've already ordered a copy, so I'll get mm-hmm. that to you guys as soon as I can. Dope. Okay, cool. And as for the regular reviews, mm-hmm. we are going to go into, uh, you know, <laughs> Prime Video's amazing category. Oh and uh, <laughs> oh, watch Uncle Frank. Okay. All right. 
And for the second movie, we're going to go into the Apple TV Plus category with a documentary called Fireball, Visitors from Darker Worlds. Or Dark Worlds, I think. Okay. I know nothing about these things you're talking about. Can't wait to notice or see them. Um, All right. Well, I mean, I was going to put that at the end of the show, but that's okay. You gave us your marathon. It's, well, Werner Herzog, so, you know. That's right. Are oh, Werner Herzog. Her- oh, I'm down. Werner Herzog yeah. all the way. Is everyone giving their marathons now? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, Raf, you next. I thought you were about to end the show. I was like, hold no, on. No, I was just saying that we, I wasn't going to mention the other two movies. I got you. you. That's it. I got you. Yeah. So, my marathon, also very personable. So, mm-hmm. um, I did mine uh, from the years of 95 to 05. Um, oh. And it's movies that I, I haven't seen in those that I wanted to see or I've been meaning to watch um, oh. that I missed out. And I've looked through the list, to be brutally honest with you, from like 95 to 05. Mm-hmm. I've basically seen like all, a shit ton of movies in those years. Prime like, watching movie. I mean, we had no time but to watch movies back then. Right, exactly. So it's prime time for me. So, And I, I picked those years because um, it was uh, it's uh, both big moments in my life, uh, those uh, uh, beginning and end points. Uh, 95 is when our brother was born. Mm-hmm. And um, 05 is when um, I, uh, I met my wife. Right, mm-hmm. so when I wanted to pick um, those those ten years of like where I guess um, what I missed out on, and it really wasn't that much. There is a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like I can read some of the shit, and it's kind of crazy. You'll be like, "What the fuck?" But um, <laughs> That's for the most, yeah. but for the most part, like it's movies. Like the movies that I missed out on is like, "Well, bro, you're like eight years old, so like you shouldn't be watching it anyway." Oh, okay. Kind of shit, you know, kind of shits so, or like you're ten years old or whatever. So each of the like, killer. No, I saw that one. Okay. So, um, for example, um, and I'll pick. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say my five, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll pick the orders. So um, we're gonna go with Clockers, 1995. Hey, exactly. Um, Bowfinger, 1999. <laughs> um, 2003 has two movies. We're gonna do Monster. Never seen it. Oh, and, wow. same. And, and Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, same. And then 2004 is Motorcycle Diaries. And that's my fifth one. Oh, good movies, guys. These are all good Yeah, movies. so I've never seen any of these movies, and I've wanted to watch them, and there's no reason why I haven't, right? So, yeah. like, but for example, one of the movies that I also wanted to watch um, is The, the Postman, or yeah, Il Postino, right? The mm-hmm. one that won in uh, 95. Um, Mighty Aphrodite, never seen that Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. English Patient, never seen it. People vs. <laughs> Larry Flint. I, I really I can watch that because of uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, neither could I. Which was funny because I, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't we watch it, but laugh at it when we shouldn't. That's the that's the problem exactly. Um, Pollock, never seen Pollock. Oh, Pollock, um, right. Love and Basketball, which almost made my list. Um, mm. The Limey, Cider House Rules, Limey's so uh, good. Superstar. I know. Uh, Dreamcatcher, House of Sand and Fog, The Room. Uh, so like, but oh, the room, the room, like Tommy was. Yeah, the bad one. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never like, seen it either. Oh my but god, the, guys! You need to come to my house and watch the room. We should have a room party. Sure, we can. We can. But like, for example, '98. I mm. movies I didn't. I've seen everything I wanted to in '98. I'm sure there's movies that I, you know, but like movies that I know are big about, enough. Man. Yeah, '98, 2001, 2002, and 2005. I are all years that are like. I basically saw everything I wanted to see. Gotcha. And it's crazy because I'm like, yo, I see a lot of fucking movies. And it's like, I was going through the list and I was like, I know I'm missing some stuff. And I'm just like looking at things. I was like, oh yeah, this movie. Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw this movie. And um, so I just wanted to pick something that I missed out in those, um, I guess, kind of pivotal 10 years, you know, of uh, turning points. I was in grade school. It goes all the way to basically end of high school for me. So yeah. 
No, yeah, yeah. that's a, I get it. It's a very also a very evolving time in in, a, in like in a young cinematic. Right. So I feel like career if I were to watch some of those movies, probably like Clockers, any of those movies, really. Mm-hmm. If I was that young when they came out, I would I'd have to watch them now again to like actually understand them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that problem for sure. I wish. I mean, for my marathon. I wish I, I did something as personal as you guys did. I didn't. I went something very strange for sure. Something that it would be hard for you guys to to uh, put your own marathon picks in because it's kind of weird. But I'm going to go with it here. I am calling it uh, Toxicity Marathon. They're toxic things. Things that are bad for you. Movies that are bad. And I kind of stuck with the 2000s. That's the one thing through line. But there's different countries in here as well. Um, first of which is Toxic Relationships. My Toxic Relationship movie, and there's many. I almost went with Natural Born Killers, but I didn't. Uh, I, went, I know. I went with The One I Love. Okay. Which came out, uh, I don't remember, 2012, something like that. Another one, Toxic Systems, like governmental systems, systems of living. I went with the Romanian epic, four months, two weeks, and two days. Three weeks and two days, sorry. And that one, uh, a good comparison would be Parasite, Cosmopolis, things like that. Kind of, you know, fucked up systems in life. Another one, toxic addiction, addictions, and this is so many things like drugs. You think of wrecking for a dream. You think of drugstore cowboy, train spotting. I went with Flight, which deals with alcoholism, and that's a 2015 movie, I think. So uh, Denzel, right? Denzel Washington, that's right. And then I went with toxic beliefs, like religion and whatnot. You think of The Mist, the way religion is used in that movie. Offside, Rosemary's Baby, Jesus Camp, things like The Master. Um, for this one, I went with a cult movie or a movie about a cult. It's called Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Oh, okay. I actually wanted to watch that one. Great. Then we're going to watch it. And then last is I went with the, with the, with the best. <laughs> Looks like with, whatever. <laughs> with the best toxic movie, in my opinion, or the type of toxic movies is Toxic Retribution, meaning vengeance movies. And I'm going to go with a movie we kind of saw already. I saw the devil from, from South Korea. Nice. Ooh, I finally get to one. see it. Yes. I've seen that one already. Wait, have, haven't we reviewed some of these? No. No, not that my own. I Saw the Devil, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, Flight, Four Months, Two The One I Love? No. The One I Love, we never did. If we did, we might have done it on the old I show. I think it was the old show. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't remember. I think right? if we do do it, it was the old show. And yeah. It was like early old show. Because oh, yeah, That was 2014, so. Yeah. Right, if it was new right back then. So, yeah, and I'll give examples of other movies of this type so I can better help people uh, keep up with this marathon that I picked, uh, Toxicity Marathon movie. But um, yeah. That's a cool subject. That's a cool subject. I wish I thought something like that. Yeah. So I originally had uh, Toxic Masculinity as one of them, and I was going to pick Fight Club. Nice. But, um, but uh, Luke originally up, yeah. had picked Fight Club for his marathon. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll make up something else. Right. Just say it. Just say it out loud. He no. It up for you. No, I'm just saying. Just be funny. Fight Club is a perfect toxic masculine. There's others. As Luke laughs in the there's, uh, there's other great, there's other good ones, but I, I feel like Fight Club is the best of that version. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I can't do that one. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. So um, now we can say our NPS real quick here. You have been listening, like I said, another movie podcast. Don't forget to send us feedback at podmoviecast at gmail.com. You can follow me personally at uh, on Letterboxd and on Twitter at Armin Filmmaker, which is filmmaker with A R M E N. Luke. At Slothmaster Luke. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at um, Don Rafael. And it's uh, underscore between the Rafael. And mm-hmm. then you can follow me on Twitch at Sutrama. That's S I O U X T R A U M A. Yeah. Great one. Check it out, guys. And one more time, Luke, can you give us the titles for the next movie reviews? 
God damn. It's just funny. I knew you uh, <laughs> Green Sheet Hooligans, hopefully. Uh-huh. Uh, Uncle Frank and Fireball, visitors from darker worlds. <laughs> All right, cool. Until then, guys, I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. Later. Bye. 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 What the hell was that?